How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. Beautiful Friday out there, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Let's get our heads right on this uh, sixth week of January. Certainly, it has felt that way. It's been a long week, but uh, I think a very productive week for the Ben and Woods program. Uh, It's great to be here with you. Everyone's in a better mood on Fridays, usually, uh, here in the studio. And uh, it's just good, man. Got Got a nice weekend ahead and... I think the rain's going to wash out of town in a couple of days, maybe, and sunny skies, and back to being San Diego next week, hopefully, and baseball's around the corner, so love is in the air, certainly, uh, here on, on the Ben and Woods program. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Yeah, I heard we get about uh, a week, maybe a week and a half of uh, some good sunshine. Still going to be cold. Yeah. And then I think the rain's kind of coming, coming back, back after that. Yeah. No. We'll look forward to that, Greg. Yeah. To my left, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. We made it. We Last show, I remember going back to like November when baseball season ends, and Woods always has kind of the panic moment. Oh, my <laughs> God. We've got three months ahead of yeah. us with no baseball. Uh, how are we going to get through it? I go, yeah, we always do. We'll make it through. But this is the final show. But I haven't panicked at all. You I've haven't been, been the good. least You've been good. Panicked but we always have that all. discussion. Like, here comes the stretch between <laughs> the end of the World Series and the start of spring training. That, well, all right, we got the Christmas extravaganza to look yeah. forward to. And then we'll be off for a week and a half. And then we'll be back. It'll be January. And Bro, try to get through that. There'll be some NFL playoffs. Crap. January was just long. It was long, yeah. but like, I'm very, I'm very much, I have been in a good mood and headspace and like, don't worry about it. We'll get it figured out. I've grown. I'm growing. Even my wife, who never gives me credit for anything ever, told me yesterday as I was squiring her around town to pick up her car. Remember the car that she got in an accident at the Christmas and holiday extravaganza? Yes. We got it out yesterday. And she said, you know, 
normally it was like a two-hour jaunt because we had to go to the bank and we had to go here and there and meet her at home and wait at the rental car place. And I was just in a good mood. Normally, she'd be like, oh, my God, you'd be like chewing. Last year at this time, you would have been chewing me out. And she said, you're not even like moody. And I said, I'm in a good headspace. I feel pretty good. And she goes, you have been really great. Thank you. And I said, thank you for that credit. You know, it's nice to see. It's like you lost your weight. You like when people tell you you look skinny, right? I like when people tell me you're way less of a psycho than you were last year at this time. So I appreciate that. You did that a good compliment. job. You, you, we got through it. And by the time we come back on Monday, the Padres will be uh, reported to spring training, have their first pitchers and catchers workout. We'll have Sammy spring training out there. So this is it. We have made it through that stretch that that we look at every year and go, hmm, well, this is... This will be interesting the next couple of months. It's a beautiful open canvas for our our art is how I look at it. Uh, we've got – got quite a story for you guys. It's uh, – <laughs> it's uh, I was perusing uh, – I never go – well, I shouldn't say never. Obviously, I do. Rarely do I go to the 97.3 The Fan Instagram. Okay, I've got my personal. I got access to the Ben and Woods. And I got access to 97.3 The Fan Instagram. I'll and, say it. I never go on the 97.3 All right. Well, I, I did. I saw messages piling up in the inbox, and I went, somebody's got to do this, right? Even though they're probably going to be mean about me. I get it. <laughs> but I go, and I open one. You and should I, check 97.3's Facebook messages. They hate me on 97.3 The Fan Facebook. Me in particular. <laughs> Like, they loathe me. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, it is what it is, you know? I can't complain. Life's pretty good. So I, I happen to go check one, and I see this long, very sweet Instagram message on 97.3 The Fan from a uh, young lady named Kelly. And I said, okay, I'll give this thing a, a read. And I read it, and I laughed, and I went, oh, this is great. So Kelly is married to uh, Tyler. And it's Tyler's birthday next month. They'll be out in spring training. These huge, huge Padres fans, locals. And uh, it's their anniversary today. So she said, is there any way, Woodsy, any way I could bring him by the studio to meet you guys, see how you guys do what you do? He loves your show. I said, done. Let's set So they're up. coming by today. So they are coming by today. In fact, they're here oh, wait, right they're now. Right there. There. <laughs> Kelly and Tyler Sevick. Join us here on the program. But the best part of all of this is how she fooled this rube into thinking they were going. Get this. Uh, first of all, welcome to the program, guys. You can get on that mic right there. Sure. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. So she had you, Ty, fully duped. You want to tell our oh. listening audience the the yarn that she spun that you just bought hook, line, and sinker. This is incredible, by the way. Yeah, so I wasn't really allowed to ask any questions. Um, and Welcome I, to marriage. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guessed that we were going hot air ballooning. Okay. Um, we got a little one-year-old at home, and uh, my dad was coming over to watch her this morning, and he fake ruined the surprise and said, hey, I hope you enjoy uh, hot air ballooning. Um, and so we're coming here, we're talking about hot air ballooning. I'm finally starting to wrap my head around getting excited about hot air ballooning and, uh, Woods pops out <laughs> down in the and, parking lot and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I know that guy. Yep. And then he mentions hot air ballooning and I'm like, what the heck? How does this guy know that we're going hot air ballooning? <laughs> Uh, so, so, so with Tyler, uh, Kelly Sevick, the wife here, is speaking, 
what Tyler didn't know is that Woods and I had been texting. Oh, yeah. So Woods gave me his personal number. Of course. guy. Yep. So him and I are texting, and I'm like, wow, good thing Tyler doesn't ever go through my phone, because he'd that, be like, what the? Like, what the hell? Is <laughs> yeah. that Woods from 97 Free the Fan? <laughs> Uh, I, it was you got to. I was like, you got to text me when you get here because if you, I'll forget to check Twitter. I'll forget to check Instagram. I'm like, here's my number. Text me when you guys get here. So she texts me yesterday. She goes, I got him. He's done. He thinks we're going hot air ballooning. I go, Are you bummed that you're not going? Yeah, I know. It's kind of a bummer. A little I don't, bit. A little, yeah. a little. I don't think they let you go up when there are thunderstorms. No, I was going to say we had a tornado warning like two days ago. You guys see a lot of hot air balloons in the last week. Sixty mile an hour wind. Oh, also, it's six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no you see any up there? Like he just—he's like, all right. But what else are you gonna do this early in what, the morning? What else yeah. are you gonna I could do? Buy it, like a sunrise yeah. uh-huh. type uh, thing. There's been no sun. There's been no sunrise. <laughs> that was the thing. I was like, this is gonna be a miserable day to go up there. It's, it's like, gonna oh, be rainy. Up to Temecula, windy. Yeah, so maybe it's <sighs> better weather up there. He was so ready. He was so ready to go hot air ballooning, and now you just got stuck with. Three balloons blowing hot air uh, in here. But thank you guys for being here. I'm happy that you uh, were able to make it. I'm happy that you you fell for the surprise. Your wife is uh, is just fantastic. And uh, I think that is – I'm really glad you guys are here. And uh, make yourselves at home. Anything you need, please let uh, Paulie know. And uh, he'll take care of you. But they brought us breakfast burritos. And uh, those were delicious. So it's been, a, it's been a good morning already. But, man, yeah, he bought it. I feel like I feel like I would have probably also been like, "Oh, cool! Will you plan something, some cool surprise? I'm in." Um, but it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to fool the, the spouses, man, because they keep asking questions. Do you, guys, do you guys like surprises, or and or do you like giving surprises? I don't really like getting surprises. Yeah, you don't I'm, like getting surprised. I'm more nervous about what it's going to be. I mean, anyone, if you pull off a great surprise and someone really enjoys it, that's a great feeling. Like you take someone somewhere unexpected and they have a great time, you feel good about it. But mostly, I think because I enjoy the anticipation of an event, like, ooh, I'm going to be playing this new golf course and I'll look for it for like four weeks. Sure. If you just told me, yeah, we're going to play like right now, I'd be, that's great, but I could have been like... You know, studying the course and doing all the things so I like to do in it. anticipation <laughs> yeah. of it. So I'd prefer not to be surprised. I'd prefer to get the news much earlier so I can enjoy it for like weeks. I learned quickly in our relationship that Megan does not like being surprised. She gets her anxiety, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, Hannah likes She to plan. wants to know. Well, don't what's tell her she's being on. surprised. <laughs> right. then, then she won't know. Doesn't work that way. So we've. They um, ask too many questions. It's like, hey, all right, never mind. Shut, shut up. up. No, yeah. we've we've just uh, developed a system where we try to get one thing at least every month that we can look forward to. Sure, of course. Whether it's a date night, a trip, a weekend thing, whatever. So you've never done like taking someone on a surprise trip. Hey, we're going away for the weekend, packed for warm weather. No. And Are you insane? There's no, no chance. Don't know where no. you're going, oh, though. There, no. There's no chance. I mean, I would have it, it, the fight we would get in and the the way that she would take it personally. Is like it's not even worth it. I, I mean, did an overnight once for Megan's birthday. We went. And I got tickets to see her favorite comedian downtown. We had a hotel for the night, and even that was like she was 
beside her. She on wanted edge, to know what yeah. the hell was going on. Where are we? Where are we eating? Bro? I think I ended up telling her like the day before, and that still that was not enough. Time. Yeah, it's not enough time. But I like to be surprised. I mean, as long as it's a good surprise. You know, if it's not not like, hey, there's a, a police officer here who wants to talk to you. That's not a fun <laughs> surprise. But, um, you know, I like – she surprised me for my 40th birthday and did a surprise party for me. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Did but everyone hide? What was the what was the bit? I kind of caught on. Yeah. Oh, the best surprise I ever did for her, she had no idea when we got engaged. She had no idea. So it was we got engaged around my birthday. And we went to a nice dinner. And I had a lot of our friends and family meeting at this spot on the beach, like 50 people. So it was a huge effort to coordinate. And we go to dinner, and she's being kind of bitchy towards the end of it. And I was – we were so early. We sat down, ordered our drinks. The drinks were there. We ordered our food. The food came right out. (laughs) Hannah was like – she ate and said, okay, I'm ready for dessert. Let's get out of here. 45 minutes. The dinner was supposed to be an hour and a half. So I'm way early. So now I'm killing time. I go, let's, I want to go walk on the beach. Never said that in my life. Never once have I said, let's go walk on the beach. She goes, what? I go, it's beautiful. Let's go walk on the beach. And she's like, oh, fine. Then she goes, let me change. We were in nice clothes. I expected the nice for the nice pictures. She puts on yoga pants, a tank top. I was like, let's get the dogs. And like we took the dogs out. So we parked. I go, um, let's just leave the dogs in the car. She goes, I thought we were bringing the... I was a wreck at this point. But we're walking towards the beach, and there's everyone waiting. There's a heart in, you know, candles and everything, and her mom's there. And it was really special. So we walked about halfway up, and she goes... She stopped, and she put her hand over it. She had no idea it was coming. That's the only one I think I've ever pulled off that was worth an S, man. It's a good but one. It was a good gonna one. You're going to get one yeah. in there. That's a pretty good one. It was a good one. There's no hot air ballooning, but it was, you know, it worked. Somebody said in the chat, man, my, my man really woke up today thinking... I'm going to go hot air ballooning today. <laughs> and now he's sitting in the Ben and Woods sweat box studio listening to us uh, chit-chat. But great to have you guys here. Um, loved loved the surprise. Happy anniversary to you Thank both. You. And uh, you have a baby girl or baby boy? Baby girl. Baby girl. What is her name? Emmy. Emmy. Uh, Emmy, if you're listening, you're with your grandfather. Your parents are here. Your dad is very gullible. You'll be absolutely able to take advantage of him yes. later in life. So excellent, man. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, let's get down to some business. Yeah, uh, we'll set the menu when we come back. It is Friday. We're going to continue our Tier 1 tour. We'll have all the details for you coming up. Uh, Don't go anywhere. It's Ben and Woods. Kelly's got traffic still raining out there for the uh, fifth consecutive morning this week. On 97.3, the fan is Ben and Woods. We'll be right back. Seven, three, the fan colleagues I'd like to acknowledge this morning. First of all, 
to our fearless leader, uh, Adam Klug, our brand manager slash program manager. Is it extra sweet because this is against the Dodgers? Congratulations. Say, Adam? I didn't uh, hear you the first time. Is it time. extra sweet because this is against the Dodgers? Oh, that's him. And uh, as we were earlier this week honored by Barrett Sports Media as the number 16 morning show in the country. And uh, our afternoon show, Gwen and Chris, got ranked number 19 for the drive time in the afternoon. Today, Adam Klug was voted the number 16 program director in Sports Talk Radio in America. And I love the picture that they chose to uh, feature Adam on their their post. It's him holding up his (laughs) t-shirt with his his big fro from high school that he would not give to us unless... We got to number one in the rating. So he's earned it. He's done a great job. Congratulations. I feel like if Sports Media knew that story, he'd be ranked higher than 16. I think so, too. Uh, there's another guy in there that kind of looked like him at number seven. And Christopher <laughs> tweeted it in. Craig Riley from 93.7, the fan, which Ben will refer to our station as, uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, but Adam Klug, you are well-deserving. We love you, and uh, thank you for all that you've done for pa- us. Paulie's right, though. I think Adam actually deserves to be probably number one, if if you really think about it. When he got here, which was a little before we got here, I mean, the station was, what, in the ratings, you know? So uh, I think we have in the, the 20s, numbers. No, some... I, think that, I think we have the numbers. Paulie's got it. Yeah, pull it up here. Paulie's got it, it somewhere. Was, uh, it was. Oh, yeah. It was. A, it was fairly low number. It was if I remember correctly. Zero point zero. What did, the morning show that was here at the time? What did they have? What did he have? Zero point zero. Yeah. So I'd say he's done a really good job. Yeah. Really, really good job. And uh, so congratulations to Adam. And also, congratulations to our colleague Matt Scraby oh. from the Gwen and Chris program for surviving. At least, I assume he has survived through the <laughs> night. I don't know how well he slept, but had his challenge where uh, Gwen and Chris made him eat the uh, the Thai 10 spicy dish yesterday on the air. I loved it, man. You called in. I loved it. I was I listening. Was... I listened a little bit afterwards to the aftermath. He sounded like he was okay. He sounded perfectly fine on the air in the segments following but you called in and uh, he did he did all right he made it through so i i was uh, like rapt attention i had the youtube feed up i was in the pickup line at school and i had it on my youtube feed and i'm i'm like i'm like oh my god this is happening and they showed it to the camera and i went oh my god there's no way and i am am Admittedly, I'm a wuss about a lot of things, but maybe the number one thing I'm a wuss about <laughs> is spicy stuff. I, I've been, sh- I'm from Texas. I've been shamed for this my entire life by all my friends that would mainline the hot sauce, and I'm like, no, 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 get that away from me. Give me the mild pace. You know what I mean? And that's even a little bit much for me. Cholula's damn near as hot as I can go. So I've been shamed my whole life. I'm watching Scraby do this, and I got physically ill and uncomfortable watching it. Then I get the text from Hannah, oh, you don't have to pick up Bo. My mom's picking him up. So I'm like, ah. So I have to get out of line. I'm like driving it, listening to it now. So I go, I got to call in. I got to call in. I had to call in. And you know what? Kudos to him, too. He could have said, all right, I'll do the bet, and had one little string (laughs) of noodle and been like, whoo, that was hot. Dude went in and was a a huge clump of it. Then kept eating it, but man, you saw his face go red. You saw him reach for the garbage can and spit in it. Like, wasn't spitting anything out, 
But he said uh, the sal- salivary glands were just exploding in his mouth. I can see that. And yeah. I, so I called oh, in. God. And my damn phone cut out. But they got the gist of the, the point. I had two points to make. One, I said, Scraby, do you stand behind the fact that you order a Thai 10 when you order Thai food, which you said you did? He goes, no, probably more like a six. And I go, yeah, all right. And then I said, don't touch it. I got it. Oh, you got it. Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm right here. Scraby, one last piece of advice. Do not touch your pee-pee after this. Don't. Don't make you laugh. Do not. Okay. As much as you want to, don't do it. Thank you. Thank you, Woodsy, for the great advice. (laughs) It was fantastic. Legendary. Legendary. Thank you. Thank you, Woodsy, for calling in. Uh, I, I I would second that. By don't only not touch your pee pee. <laughs> Stop but, calling it that. <laughs> pee pee. I just wanted. I wanted to get that too. Hearing, I didn't know he said that. Hearing Tony Quinn Jr. said it, it's a lot. It does. Than hearing yeah, you I say it all the time. By <laughs> don't only not touch your pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was fantastic. No, that could be a whole set. Get serious people to say, say serious things. I've been doing it to you for yeah, six yeah. years, man. But now I I'm like pretty, that Tony Wynn Jr. is part of it too. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Not now. touch your pee pee. Right, that's right. <laughs> and then I understand that you, because obviously he doesn't want anything to go to waste. Our boss Adam Klug finished all the leftovers. Yeah, at the as end. impressive as Scraby was, Adam. Stole the show, I think. So that's the thing. Did he come in and steal Scraby's thunder now, a I little bit? I don't know about that. I don't know if he was talking the other day or earlier in the program about how he can handle spicy foods. Yeah. But he came in and you would have thought he was eating cereal. Like a yeah, salad like, or something. Like he was not phased <laughs> at all. He ate, uh, somebody just said, Adam housed like four <laughs> huge bites yeah. and did not flinch. He's just like, oh, is this is this supposed to be spicy? Like, what is this? Oh my god! Well, the funny part was, and Adam doesn't even know this yet, but I, I was listening to the station at the time, and uh, it played a me commercial, followed by a me commercial, <laughs> and then another me commercial, three in a row. So I texted Adam. I'm like, hey, this sounds awful. Like, get me off of here, right? <laughs> then I, Paulie and I do our daily three calls, and I was talking to Paulie. I go, the guy's in there eating uh, Thai food. He needs to be worried about his radio station and how it sounds. I was all mad. <laughs> so I, I – Put the Thai food down. Put yeah, the noodles down. Put your chopsticks down. Get your ass back and start managing this radio station. And now with this ranking this morning, oh. there's going to be no stopping this oh, guy. God. But I heard he was – I heard he just crushed it. No reaction. I didn't know he had that skill in him. You wouldn't think it to look no, at him. No, no. But he's, I'm he's, impressed. He's very slight. I'm impressed. He's very slight. All right, coming up uh, on the program this morning, uh, we got another set of Padres rumors last night. In fact, they were linked to three different players. One, an outfielder we discussed earlier this week. One, a starting pitcher that, that I brought up a few days ago but hadn't been discussed in the national media at all. And then the third... Someone that makes zero sense whatsoever in my mind for the Padres to be picking up at this juncture in the offseason. But, hey, I don't make the rumors. I just read them from the national reporters. So we can talk about well, the, uh, the – This one rumor – zero sense, I'm like, that'll be the one of the three that actually exactly. happens. I mean, but the one rumor was not from a national reporter. 
Oh no, no, he no, he connected he connected that name. He did. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh the national reporter did connect that name. Not the one that you tweeted oh, about. Oh, okay. That's this what I is uh about. this is a real national reporter. Well, I must so have missed this entire We will uh we will talk about that coming up. After the show yesterday, we had a discussion as we were wrapping things up. And I found out you don't really like Super Bowl parties. I, I really don't. Yeah, I was surprised by no, that. I really don't. I want to dig into that a little bit when we come back as I... well. Dislike them. I just like actively I, dislike Super Bowl parties. I abhor them. Like most guys, I think it's the one party they tend to enjoy <sighs> Not most one. of the year. Not this The one. food. It's centered around a television and a game. You yeah. don't really have to make a ton of small talk. I don't. I don't you have to make I a ton of small well, talk? I, let's let's get into that because I didn't quite understand where you were going, but maybe people out there will agree with you. Uh, 7 o'clock hour, our regular features take on Woods. Don't do this as always. We will get into, I don't know if anyone heard it, uh, Josh Hader uh, appeared on the MLB Foul Territory uh, podcast show. And Foul indeed. Made some comments about his, uh, his or when he was allowed and not allowed to be used last season by the San Diego Padres. Hear it from the horse's mouth himself. I don't know that he... Uh, he made it better or anything with his explanation, but we'll play that audio for you. We'll discuss that. We've got one more pair of Padres spring training tickets to give away later this show. And 835, we will continue our Tier 1 tour, one camp per day, uh, as spring training gets underway, leading all the way up to the Padres opener. We're in the NL East. It's New York Mets Day, and our friend Casey Stern, host of the Unfiltered Podcast, will join us at 835 as we look into a team that, like the Padres, has... Uh, has retrenched a bit since last season when they were far and away baseball's leading payroll club. I'll say this. They've made some of the weirdest moves I've ever seen this entire offseason. All of that coming up and more as we go until 10 o'clock this morning. Glad to have you with us. It's Friday. It's Ben and Woods. We'll be right back with more after this on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Not touch your pee-pee. Yesterday, Woods had a hot scoop out of um, out of Asia somewhere. A reporter who tweeted that the Padres had uh, signed pitcher Hyunjin Ryu yeah, to a one year contract for like eleven million dollars or something. Yeah, it said done deal, done deal, done deal. Don't know anything about this reporter, but also not not obviously a fake account either. Han Song Jan News. 18 hours ago, done deal, Hyunjin Ryu to the San Diego Padres on a one-year deal worth $11.4 million. More to follow. I've not heard back from Han Song Jan. Did not, yeah. I, I Googled to see if is this a legitimate reporter. He had you know, like 6,000 followers, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, Well, he's back at it this morning with some more breaking news that uh, first baseman G-Man Choi... He's close to joining the Colorado Rockies on a minor league deal with an invitation to spring camp. So we'll see if any of these things pan out. And it's possible that a uh, maybe a Korean-based reporter gets this yeah. news about those kind of players. Would that 
Would that move make sense to you or not, though? The Padres uh, are certainly been uh, reported to be looking for one more starting pitcher before the start of the year. Now, Hyunjin Ryu was actually he was an all-star in 2019, had a string of really good seasons, parlayed that into a, a pretty nice contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's been making $20 million a year. And then in 2022, had to have surgery that ended his year and missed a lot of 2023, but came back with like a three and a half ERA and 11 starts at the end of last season. So at, you know, at good chunks of his career, he's like a three and a half ERA pitcher who's had quite a bit of success. Now he's, I think, 36 years old. So nearing the end of his career, but on a one year deal at $11 million for a team that, is looking for another starting pitcher, possibly someone who can give them some innings, a veteran. Does that kind of move make sense? I can't go back on what I've been saying the entire offseason, that there are no bad one-year deals. And this is a team in desperate need of four or five different one-year deals for guys. Um, That's kind of how I feel. And so I guess, you know, did I see sticker shock when I saw the prize? Sure I did. I absolutely did. Thinking to myself, I just did some quick subtraction or takeaway, as my six-year-old calls it. We've been working on takeaway at the house. So if we have 20 to spend and then I take away 11. And that, we don't know. We're just again, speculating on the on luxury tax, luxury level, tax and level and stuff. What? So 20, if you take away 11, that leaves us with nine. And then with that nine, we need to find left field, maybe center field, maybe DH. So three, three, three. It's not a lot left over. Six, two, one. There's a lot of You're looking for bigger bargains. I'm looking for bigger bargains. That that report, that tweet tweet was not the only one about Hyunjin Ryu because John Heyman in the New York Post said Padres have shown some interest in Hyunjin Ryu. Now, let's be honest with ourselves, too, and with our audience. John Heyman probably saw the exact same tweet that I saw and said, I'm going to run with it. Because why? It's John Heyman. It's not out of the the realm of possibility. Now, he also linked um, the Padres to a guy that we had talked about earlier this week, uh, Jaron Duran of the Boston Red Sox, outfielder, as a potential trade target as the Padres were looking for outfielders in a trade and then he threw in a third name which this one surprised me that the Padres are showing interest in Kenley Jansen if you they're talking to the that Red to Sox. Us. I had to read it about 10 different times. I feel like that's a two steps forward four steps back to move. <laughs> I'd be better be careful he could be here in a week. I have no idea. That that comes out of the very left field AJ possibilities. Kenley Jansen is scheduled to make 16 million dollars. <laughs> This Feels year. right, doesn't it, guys? Feels right. And of course, the what one twenty to spend. Well, you Ben just said it comes out of left field. I'd like something to go to left, left field instead of come out of left field. Right. That's what I would like to see with this team. I mean, the bullpen forward. has been the one area where the Padres have seemingly done a good job addressing that area of need in the off season to throw even more resources, limited resources, on another. Big name relief pitcher at this point. After you've you know extricated yourself from Josh Hader and free agency this last year, I can't see how that makes any sense. At least in my mind, but sometimes things make sense to AJ Preller that don't necessarily make sense to the rest of us as Padres fans. So the only, and we mentioned it when we were talking about Duran the other day. I said because they're actively looking, and again, I think you have to ask the question again. 
Why are you looking to move a 27-year-old center fielder with some pop that might have figured it out with five years of very cheap control remaining? What's the reason for that? Not a fit for you? You got somebody else coming? Like, what's the reason that you would be willing to part with him? You know, I think that's important. Uh, And that does happen in baseball. But you have to ask that question. You have to ask the question. Why? Five years of control. He's 27 years old. Um We've asked it about every deal that the Rays have been a part of over the last four years. Exactly. We're like, this is one of the seemingly most smart teams and organizations in all of baseball. But they're dumping a guy with what four years of control. On? Right. So I, I don't really know why. My original thought was Jaron Duran comes here along with Kenley Jansen. The Padres eat a lot of the salary. The Red Sox I'm, eat a lot the of Red the Sox salary. The Red Sox eat a lot of the salary. And but you have to give back some some pretty heady prospects in return, of which you do have plenty. Um, but that said, man, I I don't know. Like Kenley Jansen, where is he going to pitch? I I know he's had some success in his career. He's had some big success. He's in a his potential career. Hall of Famer, a hundred percent. But is he is he still pitching at the capability where you would feel comfortable with him in the ninth inning, or Mike Schilt would be comfortable with him in the ninth inning? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we've done pretty well with pitchers, and we've done pretty well with pitchers off the scrap heap. Not that he's a scrap heap guy, but you know, I, I, I what I don't want to do is is give away a buttload of prospects and then pay sixteen million dollars a year for a Kenley Jansen. I agree with that. But, I, to me, Hyunjin Roo is actually the most interesting name that that it was, was brought up yesterday, because there numbers wise, there's arguments to be made both for and against him. Age is against him. Coming off an injury, you got to be very cautious. Can he give you the kind of innings that you really look for out of a, a fourth or fifth starter? Don't know. But I think what we can't know is how does he look right now? You know, are, are they scouting some throwing sessions? Are they getting him on, you know, their machines, their uh, their biomechanics lab, and and seeing what the spin rate and the velocities are, and do they match up? with what he looked like three or four years ago. And, you know, if they if they can project one really good season out of Hyunjin Ryu, a one-year deal for a guy like that could be exactly what the Padres need to flesh out their starting rotation that, that does remain very, very mystery-laden at the bottom end of it, yeah. uh, you know, Incomplete. as to who's going to eat those innings. There's, there's choices. There's... There's Yankees uh, acquisitions. There's the guys coming back like Avila and Waldron. There's some of the young guys who may be ready to take a step up. But you can't tell me for sure that any of those guys is going to be able to fill the kind of innings that you're going to need to get through. What What's the like 1,440 is the number of innings you need to get out of a pitching staff every year. Yeah. And... You know, you're hoping that Joe Musgrove and you Darvish stay relatively healthy to eat a good chunk of those. Michael King has never thrown more than around what a hundred something that he did last year. You're hoping he jumps up, but you know you can't anticipate 200 innings out of Michael King or really anyone. And you're still so even if you got, let's say, let's say you got 530 innings out of those three guys, you still need almost a thousand more innings out of your bullpen and then two more starters or probably you know, five more starters over the course of a season to get to that 1,440-inning total. 
And someone like Hyunjin Ryu could help you bridge that gap, close that gap to get to the number of innings you're just going to need to get through a season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Again, the sticker shock price was, I was like, oh, 11 million bucks. But, you know, when you see what some, some guys are getting right now, it's kind of what the market bears. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know that you can count on Matt Waldron and, and, and Avila to, to – fill the fourth and fifth spots and even if they have great springs you know what i mean i just they don't have they don't have that that track record uh yet and really the only two guys on the on the team that do are joe and and you and hopefully they they can eat up a lot of innings man because they're going to have to but you do have a, a good bullpen that's going to help um you know ease the burden on some of the the younger players towards the bottom but yeah man it's what made waka and lugo so valuable last year that not only did you feel like you had a good chance to win a ball game with them in there, but they also went out and, and pitched a lot of innings for you. So it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really, really tough. All right, we need to check traffic. Uh, when we come back, I would like to extend an invitation to both of you. And we'll do that next Pass. here on 97 Through yeah, the Fans. Pass. All right, Shelly is planning an epic Super Bowl party at our house on Sunday. I've taken the day off so I can stay home. Would you, Paul Rindle, and you, Stephen Woods, like to attend... The Super Bowl party. No. Is this true, by the way? This is true. Oh, no. This is true. It's happening. Pass. No, no thank you. You both pass. Yeah. You just don't. Hard pass. You don't want to go to a Super Bowl party. Mm-mm. All right. Give me some reasoning here because. I want to watch the game. We'll have the game on. No, I want to watch TV. The game. Probably going to set up a TV outside and inside so you have multiple places to watch said game. Good. I won't. I won't certainly bother you and make you talk to me the whole time. I'll be watching the game. Isn't that. Isn't that the rule of the Super Bowl party? If someone wants to watch the game, let them watch the game. And yeah, enjoy let me the watch food. the game at my house. <laughs> Mad Dog had this take the other day, and it was like making the national rounds. I was like, I don't want to watch. I, I Don't take me to a party. I want Just let me do my thing. And I'm like, and everyone's like, ooh, what a hot take. I'm like, it's literally the least hot take of all time. <laughs> you know what my fantasy is. We've talked about my fantasy. Like, kind of my sexual fantasy is to have playoff cabin. When the Padres make the playoffs, we rent a cabin, and we just watch the game in silence. There's no kids. There's no bath time. There's no feeding. There's no misses. There's no nothing. I just want to sit and stare at the game with a notepad and a pen and write down observations I, and no, be in the zone. See, yeah. that's not you. You're not someone. I, it's if not it was who my I, team. I'm if not I, allowed to be. If it's I literally a, what I want to do. If I was a massive 49ers fan or a massive Chiefs fan – I get it. Sometimes you don't want to be around other people when you're watching your team and you just care so much about a game. Someone will say the wrong thing at the wrong time or look at you the wrong way, and it just ruins your experience. So, yes, if the Padres are in the playoffs, playoff cabin, oh, you're just focused cabin. on the games. I, I do so understand. I do understand that sentiment. I'll even do playoff but tent by for, myself. For the normal Super Bowl, especially here in San Diego, we don't have a team. No, I don't have a team. Don't, don't, really, don't really care who wins. I mean, we'll I, mean make, I do. I've got money on We'll make our picks. Team. And I'll, so, want, yeah. I'll want, but I'm not going to be living and dying. My life doesn't depend on who wins the Super Bowl. Having just tons of great, you know, delicious Super Bowl food, all, dips, I can ribs, get it all myself, pulled I can, pork. You, there's no way pull, you can, can even come close to matching the spread. <laughs> I pull pork at my house all and the time. And you won't have to do anything. And by the way, Super Bowl is like one of those parties that you don't really have to bring anything to. The food's already provided. Maybe a six pack or something. I have good. no idea. Seems like a great. If you're invited to a good Super Bowl party, why would anyone say no to that? I want to watch the game. Here's what happens to me every you year: you get to watch the game I at a Super Bowl I won't. party. I'll be, hey, how you doing? Yeah, good to see you. No, it was a funny bit. Like, no, I just want to watch 
the game in silence. So they're doing something down uh, at Encinitas Ranch during the Super Bowl. And Hannah asked me a week ago, I thought it'd be fun. We'll get us and the Coopers and we'll take the kids down. And I looked at her, I go, I don't, I don't want to do that. And she said, why not? And I go, because I want to watch the game. And she goes, but you don't care about these teams. I go, what do I do for a living? Every year, you know what happens to me? Every year, I come in. Every And you guys can, you, you know this. Oh, Woodsy, did you see that commercial? I'm like, no, I didn't. Tell it to me. I miss everything. I miss everything. I'm going to take a picture of everything that Shelly made. The mac and cheese, it the buffalo get, it won't chicken get, It dip. won't get me at all. Make you jealous. It will it's not fine. get me. Like we're gonna, have, we're gonna have food. I'll get food. I'll have my own food. I'll get a sandwich. I'm going to Vons and getting up. that little plastic tub of seven layer dip is not a Super Bowl party for one. It is for me. I just have no. <laughs> I, I don't like watching big events with, with other people. people. I, I really don't. Either. And while you say you may not bother us, you can't speak for Joe Schmo, who's there and wants. Is to... Joe Schmo coming again to your party? I mean, Joey Schmidlap. It's possible. Joey Schmidlap. Joe got an invitation. Like, bro, I have my phone out with like the notes app because I do make notes of like, oh, this commercial, this commercial, that this in the morning. Play. I'm so bad at this job. Most days, I want to watch it. I just want to watch a game and unfettered. And I'm laugh. constantly fettered. We I'll don't need to break down the game no, hardly at all. No, but it I still... It is all the extra stuff. It's the extra stuff, and it's like, the oh, observations. What color was the Gatorade bath? Oh, Woodsy bet on red. It's I know. yellow. I, I just... My theory, and you know that I've struggled with this in this job for six years. He, to my left, is my rock. He's my rock. He sees every play. He can explain it. Without him, I'd be dead. <laughs> I'd be dead because I'm I'm at home even when the potteries are on. And it's, yeah, hang on. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I'll throw you grounders. Yeah, I'll put you in the bath. I, I submit to you that guys that are in supremely wealthy in this industry, they're terrible fathers. They don't have a choice. Or they're getting up at 1 o'clock in the morning to rewatch these games because there's just no time to do it. So for Super Bowl Sunday, I want to sit quiet. And watch. Well, Hannah's coming, which is good. She so, is coming. Yeah, okay, she said good. she'll pop by. Right, good. She can maybe. Uh, will you I let mean, her make I'm me a plate? Kind of the antisocial. Don't want to go to the party. But well, she, I, I can never she have make a problem me a plate with the Super and bring Bowl. it over. <laughs> no, no. You know what, Hannah? You're not allowed to take Woods any leftovers from the party. He doesn't get a plate unless he comes over and makes an appearance. I have no desire. I just I don't. My buddy Bauman used to have one every Fine. year, and I would go. All right, man. I'll come for hat for half. And shots would get going, and next thing you know, it's like, bro, I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Like, I just the yeah. last like three I know I'm a, Super Bowl I'm, a parties, I'm a dead ass. I get it. Well, the last three parties I remember going to outside of my home at somebody else's house, it, it was chaos. It's chaos. I'm sitting. There, he shut up. Shut up. I just what did shut he say? Up. What did they say? Who did who? What? What's the penalty? It's a nightmare. All right, let's be honest. If you did come, we know you. The game's what, at 3.30? You'd show up at 1 at with one. your own Dr. Pepper. You'd leave by 2.15. <laughs> so what does it even matter? It's true. I'd miss kickoff. It's true. <laughs> you know what? If I lived down the street like Woods does, yeah. I would pop by. Shut for, up, Paul. For, for shut your hour. mouth. Just shut up, dude. That's you're not helping you're me. You're fair. Paul, that's, you're that's off the hook. You live, a little, you live a little further away. I understand that. But there's no excuse for Woods not dropping by for at <laughs> least a while. It, man, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I can't do it. I just want, and I told her, take take him. Take the kids, go to the Encinitas Ranch, let them run around. Go hang with Mr. Cooper. The Coopers. Just go. You guys will have a blast. And I said, I go, Kevin's not going, the husband, because he's a 
He's like me. He's got money on. The- he wants to watch the game. She goes, "No, no, he's coming." I go, "Well, then I'm crap dad for the day. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I just want to watch the game." Jordan says he'd come to my party. I know Jordan. I know you'd hop on a plane <laughs> in Raleigh right now just to fly out and come to the Super Bowl party. Don't, don't worry about it. It's not going to be that good. It's not going to be that good, Jordan. As long as Hannah fine. brings the kids to your house, I'm fine. She can do whatever she I, wants. I didn't invite the kids. The kids are coming. This is an adult <laughs> party. Oh. I'm not surprised. Adults. <laughs> Only at Ben's Super Bowl party. There's another reason I'm not coming. I don't know what kind of things oh, you, you have. You can't have little ones Carnal relations. around distracting from the football watching. Why do you think I want to be home watching it by myself? <laughs> Orthodox Evans says, Woodsy wants to be the guy from the Pink Floyd The Wall movie during the game. Yes, he's just in a chair <laughs> like this. That's all I want. A bowl of Doritos. Can you just give me this one day, babe? Just this one day. I ask for a lot of these days. Sometimes I get them. She's pretty good about it. But this one I want to watch, and I want to watch the commercials. I want to pay attention. I have very bad ADD. As you know, it's hard for me anyway. And then if I'm at a party, you know I'm going to start chatting people up. And Jeff says, Super Bowl party at Ben's going to turn into eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Woodsy, here's your mask. Put this on. Oh, no, dude. It's a key party All for right, the Super we'll come, Bowl. We'll come back, uh, take on one. Saw a lot of outrage from... Uh, Former Chargers fans on my timeline. We'll get to coming back coming up next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details
97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. Uh, part of the festivities of the Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas, they had their big uh, awards night. The NFL Awards also announced the new class of Hall of Famers for 2024. Oh, this was a shock. Man. And there was definitely a lot of people, especially in my timeline, who were pretty incensed about the fact that Antonio Gates... Did not make the Hall of Fame in his first uh, attempt on the ballot. Uh, instead, the class will include some players like uh, Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, uh, a few others that will go into the Hall of Fame. And and while I also agree that Antonio Gates should be a slam dunk Hall of Famer, he's by any any definition he is one of the five best, three best tight ends in the history of the NFL. Yeah. How can that person not be in the Hall of Fame? Was it was it because of the did it was it because of the the old PED test? Well, he had the four game suspension for a positive PED test during his career with the San Diego Chargers. Now that that has not kept other people necessarily out of the football Hall of Fame like it does the baseball Hall of Fame. It's apples and oranges here comparing the two and uh, uh, we you know, you you laugh but Everyone, there's some sort of perception that baseball has a big, or had at least, a big steroid PED problem that the NFL, what, never never had? All those guys who are just naturally 315 pounds of pure rock muscle have all done so incredibly naturally without well, any been, chemical assistance whatsoever there's, there's, in the history of that league. There's been guys popped for it every of year, course. but they don't do... Congressional had, hearings had, about steroids. Three hundred players in their yeah. league history since they started, like the actual testing, yeah. get popped for PED use. No congressional. No. Now they they do congressional hearings about concussions and things like that, which I think is very very important. But the the double standard uh, for those two sports is is staggering, staggering. But and, so, do you think that that's what it was? Because do you think okay without that well, thing he's part, he's part of what it is is that the way the NFL does it they they have what seven that go in and only five from the modern class can be voted in and they probably have thirteen or fourteen guys who are all deserving every year so how do you decide which five go in this year which have to wait their turn I've got no well, idea I, I think one of them is Antonio Gates that's the that's the really easy I, one to to. W- to pick, I mean, of the guys who went in this year, I wouldn't say any of them are more worthy than Antonio Gates. That's exactly right. Like, I thought Devin Hester was really, really great. But if you had to bump Devin Hester down to put Antonio Gates in, yes, I don't think you have a problem. I would totally agree. You uh, ask me which player I want anchoring uh, my team. Andre Johnson was spectacular. Yeah. But give anybody the like who's better in the Antonio position, Gates. give me Antonio Gates all day long. So in that sense, there, there had to be something in something. terms of just making him wait a year. I, I would think he'll he'll get in next year, but it it raised some eyebrows certainly. They also announced all the uh the awards and as we all expected, Lamar Jackson was named the NFL MVP. Continues a streak of what, seven or eight years that the MVP of the NFL just happens to be the quarterback of one of the two teams that got the number one seed in the playoffs. So the MVP award now just every year goes to the quarterback of the best team 
in football. Could have been Brock Purdy, could have been Lamar Jackson. One of those two guys, Lamar Jackson, got all but one first-place vote. His second MVP award, he becomes the youngest, surpassing Patrick Mahomes in the NFL to win two Most Valuable Player awards. They also give out Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year. I think one of the reasons why the quarterback of the best team always wins the MVP is the fact that they have this Offensive Player of the Year to give to someone else. That went to Christian McCaffrey. When you know you've got that backup award, it's like, well, let's make the the quarterbacks the MVP because the quarterback is such an important position in the NFL. And then the most spectacular player of the year, you know, we'll give them the Offensive Player of the Year. Why isn't Christian McCaffrey the MVP? I don't know if he's the Offensive Player of the Year. It's not like Lamar Jackson played any defense either. They were both offensive players. If Christian McCaffrey was a better offensive player than Lamar Jackson, why is he not the MVP? Do you have any... uh trouble or problem with the comeback player of the year this one I, caught a lot of I, a lot of people did i agreed with it wholeheartedly i guess it just depends on what you your definition of comeback player of the year joe well, flacco came back from the dead that's pretty good joe flacco won the comeback player of the year over demar hamlin who which of them died I'm pretty sure it was Hamlin. Although and did he come back? I have no idea. Flacco was pretty dead too in his career. Was his career dead? <laughs> one was actually dead. I didn't. I really didn't have a which, problem with which it one had a much bigger impact on their team Joe though, Flacco. this season. Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco by far. And I think that's that's where you have to decide: is it award you give to someone who had a really good season this year or that just came back story. from anything, or are you just giving it to the great story? If it's the story. Yes, Demar Hamlin is the is the incredible inspirational story. The guy who had a much better season, and both of them were really coming back from not contributing. Well, Demar Hamlin did contribute. I mean, he's a he's a backup player for yeah. the Buffalo Bills. You know, Joe Flacco came in and led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs, which after is being insane. You know, pretty much a, a washed up has been in football. I mean, to me, that's more of a comeback story. I'm going to give you some credit, too, because I think you called this uh, months ago. Dan Campbell not winning Coach of the Year, I don't think is that big of an oversight. As much as I love Dan Campbell, I think he's fantastic. I would love to play for a guy like Dan Campbell. What Kevin Stefanski did was much better coaching. And you said, because... The Lions were actually expected to do that this year. But again, that's because of the work Dan Campbell's put in previous to this season. So he, they did what they were supposed to do. Did they exceed expectations? Sure. Nobody exceeded expectations like Kevin Stefanski Yet, with five no, different there quarterbacks. There was one team that did, and people were mad. Actually, Who was it? Kept, well, I'll tell you. We need a, con- a contestant for Take on Woods. Give us a call, 833-288-0973. Right now, we're going to play in like two or three minutes, so this is your chance. The phone lines are wide open. 833-288-0973, our musical trivia game. Qualify for the trip to Las Vegas. He actually only narrowly beat out the guy that a lot of people said should have won it, and that was... Uh, the head coach of the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans, a team that won, what, like three games that's the year true. before God, that's a and good... then came all the way back to make the playoffs okay. this year. My my counter to that is, yeah, he did it with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Kevin Stefanski did it with five quarterbacks, including Joe Flacco. So, I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other. C.J. Stroud deserves a lot of that credit, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, think, I think... I think they got the right... I think the they guy got the right. in Stefanski. I do too. Just because, 
And, and I don't know. I mean, D'Amico Ryans, I'm sure, helped C.J. Strauss oh, yeah. in some ways this season. I mean, he was a defensive guy, but he's the head coach. You give him some credit for the quarterback. He was also very fortunate to end up with C.J. Stroud as his quarterback. Yep. Uh, and, you know, not Bryce Young and not, not have Flacco. all kinds of injuries that, yeah. that Kevin Stefanski had to deal with. So in a coach, you know, in pure coaching per- terms, I would say Kevin Stefanski did the best job this year and was the the rightful winner of the Coach of the Year award in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, CJ was great. All right, uh, so that was awards night last night. Uh, they will. Uh, they've got two more days left, and then finally we'll get to the game. We'll have our picks discuss it a little bit later in the second half of Ben and Woods. Yep. Right now, though, it is time to play our final game of the week. Let's get to some take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, Take on Woods brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes, and you don't have to get out of your car for directions and discounts. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. And we welcome Ryan in as our contestant this morning. Good Friday to you, Ryan. How are you? Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. All right, Woods has left the studio, so you get to go first. Five questions. If you can uh, beat or tie him, we will put you into our grand prize drawing for the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Hotel and tickets to see Air Supply in concert. They'll be performing May 31st and June 1st at the Westgate International Theater. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Give you the advantage of knowing the category in advance. Here are your choices, Ryan. We've got Add a Zero. Uh, that is a, a each type adds a zero to the answer as you go along. I think it's a fun one. Uh, we'll see. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, the word hook in each of the answers for that one. And we'll bring back the song title crawl, which uh, if you remember, we did this one before. The last word of each song title will be the first word of the next answer yeah. of the song title all the way through. So, Ryan, add a zero. Hook, line, and sinker or the song title crawl. What would you like to play? Let's go song title crawl. Ah, song title crawl. We haven't done this in a while, but we did do it before. So again, here's how it works. Starting with the two-second song that you'll hear, the last word of every song title will be the first word of the next song title. So if you don't get one, you kind of got to restart and figure it out. You can always pass if you don't know one. Maybe it'll help you come back in the end and figure it out. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many as the five as possible. Then Woods comes in. We do it all over again and see if you qualify. So, Ryan, are you ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Again, it's our song title crawl. So the last word of the title is the first word of the next title. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Ryan. Let's take on Woods. Uh, every breath you take. Bye. Bye. Every breath. What's um, the, the artist? Foreigner. It's oh. not Foreigner, but you got the title right. So, Ario Speedwagon heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who right. heard it from another. You've been messing around in which 1980 hit? That's this question. Uh, All right, which 1984 Brian Adams single about infidelity includes the line, When the feeling's right, I'm going to stay all night? Uh, uh, All right, the New Radicals count their way into which 1998 signature hit? One, two, one, two, three, oh. 
Just before Under the Bridge, the Red Hot Chili Peppers had their first Billboard charting hit with which 1991 track that, like the title implies, is about altruism. Uh, once you missed, once you missed one, this can be a very tricky category. So you did get every breath you take, but that's the police. Not foreigner. Not foreigner. So take, then is Take It on the Run by Ario Speedwagon. Run is Run to You by Brian Adams. You is You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. And Give is Give It Away by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, that's a, this a zero. Be- All right, let's bring Woods in. I think this one's going to be pretty easy for Woodsy. And we've got our uh, we've got our independent verifiers to see that Woods does not know what's going on. He doesn't actually cheat, you guys. He leaves. He's he always asked, what's leaves cheats the at this game, right? He can't be that good. No, no, he is. Uh, he plays it straight up every single time. All right, uh, Ryan's score is locked in. Sixty seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Ryan. Every breath you take by the police. Correct. Ario Speedwagon heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around in which 1980 hit? Uh, take it on the run. Correct. Which 1984 Brian Adams single about infidelity includes the line "When the feeling's right, I'm gonna stay all night." Run to you. Correct. The New Radicals count their way into which 1988 1998 signature hit? One, two, one, two, three. Oh. It's uh, you only get what you give. Close, but not quite. Just before Under the Bridge, the Red Hot Chili Peppers had their first Billboard charting hit with which 1991 track that, like the title implies, is about altruism. Oh, give it away. Correct. Four out of five. It's you get what you give. You, get, not you which, only. What did I say? You only get what you give. I think you added yeah, only. Boy, that was a. You still win uh, four to zero. Oh, another shutout. <laughs> Any Sorry. idea what the. The category was something I thought run for a second. It's tough. This is one of the you can never figure out. That's one of our song title crawls. So every breath you take, take it on the run, run to you. You get what you give, give it away. (laughs) So if you miss one of them, you could really screw yourself. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan got a little bit messed up in the beginning and it just, uh, it, it just kind of fell apart from there. Give me that REO song because that is just the greatest. They're kind of playing phone tag at the start of this. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from heard a friend. Heard it from a friend who. who heard, heard it from, from another. another. It's not even a friend around. at that point. I mean, do you really believe it if you heard something from a friend who heard something from another friend who just heard something from, from another? another? Like, we, I'd want to verify a little bit more. At this point, it's basically a tweet <laughs> from a guy in Asia. Fair that, enough. Yeah. That, that your girlfriend was messing around on you. That song is so cutting. Me and Hat, we love that song. We blast that song in the car. There's a line in it. Give me some of that, Paulie, before we go to break. I can't hear Take it. Take it on the run. There it is. There, there it is. we go. Nope, I can't hear it. There it is. Heard it from a friend who... got a very high voice. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've been cheating on you. Your voice is higher than mine. <laughs> of course I have. You're not being truthful. Your voice went up. Yeah, your voice went up. This is just how I sing. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're so you out late every weekend. You're out late every weekend. Talking about you and bringing me down. I know the neighborhood. And talk's cheap. Everyone's always running their mouth. Yeah. He doesn't... He doesn't, he doesn't buy it. He doesn't it. totally believe the phone tag. But then he says, take it on the run, if that's the way you want it. Just go out and get it. Just I don't want to know about it. It's got a bit. <laughs> Is that what that means? I think that's what it means. Take it on the run. Just keep it on the down low. All right. Well, Ryan, thank you for playing. Uh, Woodsy finishes the week with a win. We will come back. Uh, we'll do a little don't do this when we return. Uh, finish up the week here.
Uh, anytime there's a, an extortion case, yeah, I, I'm involving one Benjamin. of the greats of all time in any sport. I had not heard about a couple of sports actually. Uh, that certainly belongs in Don't Do This. We'll get to that coming up next. Back after a check of traffic with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. You're putting on your bedroom eyes. You say you're coming home, but you won't say when. But I can feel it coming. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. Moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. Brought to you by the Kraft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Kraft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. And that's saying something. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. I don't think... Do you remember seeing this story before? I I never saw. I don't remember because we're story already at, all. at the resolution here. But it involves Bo Jackson, maybe the most electric athlete of our lifetime. Yep, that's uh, fair. former MLB and NFL star, Heisman Trophy winner from Auburn, who apparently was the victim of a <laughs> blackmail slash extortion scheme conjured up by his niece and nephew. Oh. Thomas Lee Anderson and his sister Erica Anderson Ross were trying to extort $20 million out of Bo Jackson, threatening to reveal private information, um, things that just have not been made public, apparently, about Bo, medical stuff that they said. There was no specifics, obviously. You try to keep this stuff private in a blackmail extortion case if there was actually anything out there to begin with. But Bo was like, no, I'm not having any of it. He's- Is there anything in your life that you, if they're like, you give me $20 million, I'd be like, just tell them. Tell them. I don't care. At this point, if it's $20 million bucks or everybody knows, then just tell Woods, them. Woods, you're so open. You're like pretty immune open. to extortion, <laughs> pretty much. You just tell everybody on the radio to begin with. Yeah. So Ben, we can extort Ben and finally find out what's in his garage. That is true. I would like to extort you. But, but anyway, he wouldn't pay. So <laughs> he reported them, sued them in a civil case, and just won $21 million from them. Now, my guess is they've got no way to pay Bo Jackson. Yeah, they're extorting him for yeah. twenty. Where are we going to come Anderson's up with The Andersons also must stay at least 500 yards from the Jacksons and remove from social media any content about them according to the judge's ruling in this case. I'd say they got off pretty light, man. Jackson claimed the harassment started in 2022, included threatening social media posts and messages, public allegations that put him in a false light, and public disclosure of private information intended to cause him severe emotional distress. Interesting. This is uh, this is kind of a de- developing story, but a big one, I think, in the, the world of the NFL. Uh, Zay Flowers of the Baltimore Ravens, Ben, um, it was confirmed on Tuesday 
Baltimore County Police Department is investigating an incident related to Zay Flowers and uh, domestic violence, potentially an alleged assault in Owings Mills. And uh, no suspects yet have been named in the investigation. It's very, they keep it very, very quiet. The police department is prohibited from commenting on the matter or answering any questions or providing any records responsive to any inquiries right now. Um, he has not been charged with a crime yet and has not been named as a suspect, but there was an incident. He's been mentioned, so kind of a headache for him if, if he did nothing wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think more more will come out uh, probably in the next few days. But not a uh, not a great thing for the Baltimore Ravens if they have to deal no, with this again. Zay, really good rookie season. Very, very nice season. Like to be someone that you think they're going to want to count on for a few more years. They called him, uh, Fox 45 News called him. He abruptly disconnected a phone call when asked about the incident. His agent has not responded to requests for comment yet either. Alright, so a little do-do this on a Friday. and uh, D-D mega do-do. I understand. Kobe Bryant still somewhat polarizing. People still don't like Kobe, do like Kobe. So I'm going to give the do-do this to Vanessa Bryant. Uh, yesterday they unveiled what turns out it's going to be the first of three Kobe Bryant statues yeah, that the Lakers are, are commissioning. One with him wearing number eight, eight. which was unveiled yesterday. Yes. One with him wearing number 24, and then one with him and His Gigi. daughter. Yeah. Oh, so this was the first one. Are these all going to go out in front of the Staples Center I there? think so. They didn't give all the details, like the wins and the wares of the future statues, but Vanessa said that's the plan. So this was the eight statue. It's It's Kobe. Kind of with his right hand up in the air. It's a it's a pose from a picture taken right after his 81 point performance against the Toronto Raptors in 2006. And yeah, I think some people maybe were expecting more of an action basketball type shot, whatever. But Vanessa quickly addressed any possible critics out there with uh, one swift comment at the unveiling yesterday outside Crypto.com Arena. And for the record. Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has any issues with it, tough sh- <laughs> It is what it is. Pretty baller. Just in front of big, you know, celebrities, <laughs> yeah. former players. What would uh, yours be? What would be uh, my, my pose? Now, he picked it. He picked it. He picked, he picked what it, pose yeah. he wanted uh, for Before he died, they were already talking about the statue, and this is the one that he said he thought best reflected his spirit or... You know, what he wanted to be remembered for. Yeah. What about you? My pose. Hmm. I got your power stance that you do. Oh, he loves a power he stance. He does this when he's doing an interview in the field. He gets down low no. like a catcher coming up to make a throw. Shoves yeah. his crotch in crotch the, right the guy's face. face. No, he so, does. He stands like he with his wiener forward. So you saw that someone down. someone tweeted me and they said, why do you look like an X on TV? He does. He's like, he's like I look like an X because I stand like this. You stand wide. And I, I said part base. of it is because I'm so tall I'm trying to... Get lower down myself level. a little bit just on a set where it's designed for much smaller TV people. But I actually got a great tip from my colleague, Wale, who said, oh, you know what you do? Just do the same thing, but do it one foot in front of the other. So I kind of started doing this a little bit. So like a lunge? And yeah, a little more of a lunge <laughs> when I'm standing on television so now. I'm here with Fernando Tech. How first, are you? The first statue is can wide. be the wide, and then the lunge can be the second statue. I would definitely want to be holding a... A microphone. a microphone. I like that look. So definitely like TV, then not radio. Well, we could do one with maybe a <laughs> headset, like a like a, know, a radio headset for one, okay. on a on a wide stance, and then a lunge with a 
a microphone, a handheld mic for another. I would want mine laying d- down in my in my bed on my phone. Like my statue would be flat, so I would just be laying <laughs> down on my phone, which is where I pretty much spend the majority uh, of my days. And, and the final stat, the final statue will be the uh, Kangol and the chains. We Kangol and the chains. <laughs> yeah, sitting. Yeah, getting just, ready uh, to, maybe to ready to read a rap to rock some rhymes. Paulie, how about you? God, I don't even know. No? Look hmm. at him. What would your statue be? I just said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you just bend me. Yeah, bend you. There was I, an I'm interview, so distracting here in my... There was an interview we did one time where we were at the top of the dugout and the subject, and I can't remember Jake. who... It, it was, was Jake, Jake Cronenworth. Jake. And Jake <laughs> was standing in the dugout, kind of on the upper level of it, but Ben had the... Mike and his dong was right in his face, and he's like, "So, you having a good year?" And the microphone went like right here, and Jake's like looking up right into Ben's crotch. We have pictures somewhere. Paulie's furiously scrolling for them. And I, after the interview, I saw the video. I go, "Why didn't he just walk up? Why didn't he walk on the level that we were at?" To, I mean, I think we felt like we can. We're not really allowed to go into the dugout. So why don't you come out of the dugout? I just got a really good bit idea for spring training. A really good one. We'll see if you're up for it. Because it's not going to be me. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Oh, you got to find it. It's so good. His face is right. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm swinging it pretty good. Feeling, feeling good. Just staring into Ben's wiener and the microphone extended like from his wiener. It was incredible. It was so good. I didn't notice it until after. And it was just electric. Best interviewer in the game, many say. Find it during with the that. That's Paul, don't and for do it. do this for a Friday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Speaking of DDT, uh, you could certainly make the argument that Josh Hader's comments on foul territory qualified. If you missed this, he discussed uh, the controversy from last season about not going in for, for multiple out, you know, a four or five out save, not going in three days in a row, and gave his complete and rational reasoning. Didn't necessarily make it any better, though. We will uh, we'll play those comments for you and discuss coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Manfred is just the worst. He is literally the just worst. Just the worst. He's the worst. He's, he's the worst of our lifetime, yeah? I'm gonna you're gonna lose your mind oh, no. at this quote. <laughs> oh, God. You're gonna lose your this is new. This is brand new, uh, brand new from Evan Drellick. <laughs> uh from a quote yesterday. Talking about the article is ostensibly about the Dodgers big spending this offseason and what it means for baseball in context of the Padres. And the Mets spending a lot last offseason. And here's the quote that even even got little old me kind of going, this is so bad. We always watch trends in the market. I think a concern for baseball has always been, since I started in 1988, disparity on the revenue and the payroll side. Having said that, last year we were talking about a different team eating up players, or, or two teams, right? And Lest my recollection was bad, neither one of them were at that little event we hold in late oh, October and early November. My Ugh! God. Oh, you, the one where they give away the hunk of metal. The hunk of metal. The little event before. where he's they give a, away the hunk of metal. He's such a... I can't I have to censor myself. He's a butt munch is what he is. I mean, is. he considered he last season a success because the Padres weren't successful. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the, that, it, that tells you everything right there. Not only was he mad that they did it, he was rooting against them all season long. It felt like and it. And I'm, like I'm, I'm not a conspiracy but like theorist, it. but when you have your you commissioner of, of the league overtly, overtly showing how much he wants a team to fail just to prove a point Ooh. that he doesn't want everyone spending, isn't that going to just fuel more rumors like, God, bad umpires calls? they you think any umpire is going to get in trouble for ruling something against a, pa- a Padres oh. team that the commissioner oh, you mean, is overtly cheering against? You mean the 15 blocking the plates that called against yes. them last year? The one I got him by six feet. Yeah, sorry, he's in the line. <laughs> I mean, I. This is. Now I'm. Now you've done it. Now you have done it. I've not liked that guy from minute one. You need someone in baseball who, and I understand that they are the 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 owners. That's their puppet, and I do understand that. I know how business works. I'm not an idiot. I want it to be altruistic and beautiful as well. Somebody, you have to like the game. You have to love the game of which you are a commissioner. It needs to be in your soul. It needs to be in your cells. It has to make up who you are. He doesn't care about baseball. He wants it quicker. He wants to make more money. And that's it. He doesn't care about any of the 
the beauty of the game, what makes up the the, the perfectness that baseball is. He doesn't care. If you uh, want the good news, he also implied in He's this conversation that he is stepping down at the end of his contract. Which is like 2030 or something. 2029, yeah. Perfect. End of the 2028 season, January of 2029. It will be in our mid-50s when that happens. <laughs> He'll be 70. He's 65 now. So five more years of Rob Manfred so as commissioner. What's he going to say if the Dodgers don't make the World Series this year? Will He'll he probably the same... be happy too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... what's, so what's the... What's he would love to see the like the the two lowest payroll teams make the World Series every single year, just as a disincentive for every team to spend money forever. But why? Why? Because he wants his owners. Wealthy? His owners then make more money. I mean, that's the job. It, that's the job of modern commissioner. It's not to. It's not the health of your sport. It's not to ensure a level playing field or it's not to grow that the, the rules are fault or, or to grow the game. It's to ensure that your owners make as much money as possible, that the value of their teams grows as much as possible, that all revenue streams are squeezed, every drop out of them possible. That's, that's the that's, job of the modern commissioner. Listen, of, man. Of, I mean, commissioner is such a bad. It's not. You're not. The commissioner is a bad word for it. No. You're the CEO of the sport. You're CEO of baseball. CEO of baseball, CEO of football, CEO of hockey, CEO of basketball. That's really a more accurate description of the job nowadays. In the old days, you know, when you had Judge Kennesaw, Mountain Landis, or, you know, Peter Uberoff, at least there was some nod to, like, your job is more impartial. It's more of the, you know, you're, you're weighing the needs of players and owners and fans and, and the growth of the sport and the game, and that was all part of it. Now it's, you're simply a puppet and a mouthpiece for owners trying to make them the most money well, possible. And I, you know, there were other quotes he had yesterday talking about the A's situation. And again, he's like, well, you know, they need to figure it out somewhere in the West in the next couple of years. I'm like, hey, Dillhole, you rubber stamped this before they had a plan in place. The, like, I know that they voted and the owner, you're the commissioner. You could have easily said, guys, we're not, vo- this is not coming to a vote until we have a hard, concrete plan for these morons that want to, now they're out calling ballparks going, can we get like 17 games there in Salt Lake? Like, you're a big league team. And the fact that he's letting Fisher do this, you know, it's another black mark on Rob Manfred. He is the worst. He is just the worst. All right, speaking of putting uh, your foot in your mouth, going to play some comments from Josh Hader that came out yesterday. This sucks, too. Do that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, new Houston Astros closer Josh Hader uh, was interviewed on the MLB Foul Territory show slash podcast, and the topic turned to... Last season's, I guess you'd call it controversy, as the Padres were playing down the stretch and you know, looking like they probably weren't going to make the playoffs but weren't out of it, uh, a couple of situations where Josh Hader could have come in you know, in the eighth inning in a key situation to try to get a four or five out save and didn't. Could have come in for a third straight day to try to get a save and, and you know, a key victory for the Padres and didn't. And we heard the comments, of course, he made – he made last year kind of alluding to the fact that he's only been a he's a one inning guy and you know that's that's how the Milwaukee Brewers and he came to that kind of agreement and that decision with them and he continued that with the San Diego Padres. Well, he went into a little more detail with MLB's foul territory and this is what about a three three minute clip, clip here, Paulie. All right, yeah, let's about play. Three it. minutes. It sucks that the business had to come in that way. 
Um, because it is at the end of the day, I love playing this game. I'm going to do anything I can to win, but also you got to think about the, the health of yourself and being able to provide for your family. Now, um, I was, like you said, I was going through the arbitration system and I was with the Brewers. It's not like the Padres put me through that, that process, but the system told me that the way that, uh, any relief, not even just myself, but any reliever, um, is valued based off saves and, you know, for me at the time, I was going multiple innings, going from the fourth inning, maybe to the seventh, also doing two and two third save, uh, save outings and just different things like that. Like, you know, which I was fine with, but when I was told to my face that, you know, that's not worth anything, like you got to get saves. That's where I was like, well, I'm not going to blow my arm out if you're not going to invest in me. So my investment back was I'll get you the inning. I'll get you the saves and we'll do everything, but you got to put a team in a bullpen around to do that. Right. And obviously the team that we had going into that year, we had a back end bullpen that was unbelievable. So, you know, I think that's where things sometimes uh, show a little bit more of the business when, you know, things kind of fall out of place where, you know, maybe, we get into a jam and we need some we need some help and everybody's expecting that to be me so um yeah i mean it, it hurts obviously for the fan base and you know that's not something that uh i wanted to do to them but at the same time i have to take care of myself and make sure that i make make it healthy out of that year um but like i said before i think the biggest thing a lot of people um don't realize is like once you get to playoffs, for me, it was it was like full game. Like I was I was willing to do whatever we needed to do to win, because it, I I think and obviously you guys played this game is like it takes a complete army to make it through a whole entire season, and it's going to take guys from the minor leagues. It's going to take guys that are coming back from injuries to step up and and do their job. So I think that's kind of where at that moment, like we were close to potentially making a playoff spot and at that end of the year where they think oh well if he could have came in this situation maybe we could have won and yes. now obviously hypothetically like if i do my job correctly like sure but if i go in there and blow it like what's 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 the saying then the you saying know? then I mean, is I, that we lost with our best player on the mound that's the saying josh how do you not get this he's been in the league for forever you're saying that like Good Lord. You know, you would rather have that opportunity to say, look, we gave it the chance and he failed, but at least that he tried. But at the end of the day, oh my God. To, like, this is like both. To the Padres talking. fans. This is, this is insane. You know, I gave it my all. Did but, you? Um, it Did sucks you? that the business had to kind of put that sour taste in their mouth. Uh, bro, I, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, it's, it's so infuriating because there's so many things to unpack from it. I am a person that believes in. Baseball players getting paid. I want them to get the most for their ability. I want radio hosts to get the most for their ability. I he want... did make fourteen point one million dollars last 14 year. Fourteen. And by the way, again, you're upset about how your first girlfriend treated you, and your next girlfriend treated you with respect. They did not take you to arbitration. They didn't wear you out. They paid you fourteen million dollars. By the way, when you came over here and you were horrible, they stuck with you. They worked with you. Ruben Niebla got you, got his hands dirty. And got you right. And you had a nice little run for us in that first year. That I'll never forget you striking out 
Those three Dodgers, I'll never forget it in my life. That said, we go into the next year, expectations are higher, and I understand you're looking down the barrel of a free agent year, but you're also making $14 million, man. And don't say, don't say they weren't invested. And don't say they weren't invested. And and I think about how many times I went, man, Hader would be great here. He'd be great here. I can be in favor of a guy getting his bag and also and taking care of himself for his family and everything else. But I can also say you let a, you let your teammates down a lot last year, man. Not not just the fan base. There is a um I think there's an idea, especially when you're doing this job, that there has to be the right side and the wrong side, and he's right and he's wrong. See that on social media a lot. In this case, I think I think both sides are kind of wrong. You know, Josh Hader is wrong. What are both sides? The, What's bre- the, other side? the Brewers, when they told him, "Hey, you're only going to get paid if you get saves." Yeah, I think that's that's. But the other that, thing that too, doesn't really make sense. You know, a pitcher should not be valued simply because they get the last three outs. A pitcher should really be valued on, you know, how good he is, strikeout ratios and ERA, and uh, you know, the numbers behind the numbers mean more. Uh, you know, and I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from great closers. We've talked to Trevor Hoffman enough that. There is certainly a mentality, and there's something special that goes into finishing out games in the ninth inning. However, no one can deny there's a big difference between coming in and with a three-run lead and getting three, not meaningless, but hey, you're playing a, you know, seven, eight, nine hitters. You've got a three-run lead going into the ninth inning. That save is totally different than saying, you know, coming in maybe with uh, two outs in the eighth inning, the base is loaded in a one-run game, and getting, getting that out, outs. and then getting the next four in against the two, three, four hitters in the ninth inning to get that yeah, save. Yeah, they're weighted there's, differently. There's, there's not even a comparison between those two things, but in the end, it's one save, it's another save. They're, they're, they're not weighted the same in my mind, and they shouldn't be weighted the same by the Milwaukee Brewers when you go into an arbitration hearing with Josh Hader. You look at Josh Hader... And you just should have, you should, they should have just paid the guy in arbitration and said, yeah, you're the most valuable reliever in baseball. Right. You get as about anybody out, you know, you get more guys out and you strike more guys out than any other reliever in baseball. There's no one more valuable than you. There's nothing we can really say. Yeah. Maybe you only had 33 saves. We should have gotten you more leads. Then that was our fault. That wasn't your fault to tell him that and to then give him that mindset that, well, if I want to get paid, I better focus on those saves and not do anything that might cost me a save in the eighth inning by coming in early. You know that was that's ridiculous. You know what I don't see in baseball? A lot of guys getting underpaid. A lot of guys that are really good at their job getting underpaid. I don't really see it. I don't see it. It doesn't really happen. You ever see a guy get underpaid? Maybe they signed a, a deal where like like Ozzy Albee's probably underpaid, but he signed it. Nobody put a gun to his head. Josh Everybody knew you were the best closer in baseball. You were going to get paid as such. It, it it absolutely and it had nothing to do with the San Diego Padres. The San Diego Padres treated him well. So you can't talk about the sour taste in our mouth. We absolutely have it. And congratulations on getting the deal that's going to take care of your family. But man, you let some of your teammates down, and you did let some of the fans. I, I down. also understand. You know, no one wants to get hurt, especially when they're going to be a free agent going but, into a season. But does it make sense when you say? But does I, it make sense when you say, "Well, as long as we got to the playoffs, then I was going to do whatever they well, asked." I, of me. I promise you, Bo that's Mel, the same Bo season. Mel didn't want to injure Josh Hader but ben, at it, all. It in doesn't that make year. sense. It doesn't make sense when you say, "I'm going to just cruise through the regular season, and I'll get my saves." But then you're still in a free agent walk year. 
You're still walking at the end of the year. You're still going to be a free agent. Now you can really use me. Ultimately, and, and what really bothers us the most, and we talked about it a little bit during the season, but I don't know if we've ever really said it out loud. Josh Hader didn't believe in his team last year. Correct. He didn't believe they were going to go on a run, yep. and he felt those games were meaningless. And in the end, it turned out the Padres finished, what, two games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two games. One of those games was a game the Padres lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks late in the season where maybe if he had come in in the eighth inning and flipped it, they both win 83 games. Padres have the tiebreaker. We win. They go we're to in. the playoffs. Now, can you get to the playoffs with 83, 84 wins and make it to the World Series? Obviously, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it turned out that those one or two appearances that he didn't want to come in for could have been absolutely critical as for the Padres as those season. three strikeouts of the Dodgers were in the NLDS, the last the image last, I have of was, Josh Hader will be that. Yep. Terrible, mm. dude. Terrible. Sucks. You got some thoughts? Uh, you can join us. 833-288-0973. Give us a call. Talk Josh Hader. We'll reset the show. Coming back, hour number three next with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fam. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. My friends, we are halfway home on a Friday. Ben and Woods, 97.3, The Fan. Uh, great to be here with you. Yeah, got a little fired up in that last segment about Rob Manfred and Josh Hader. Uh, you know, two guys that it's... I, I, I really don't like bagging on guys when they're gone. I think we bagged on him plenty when, when he was here, you know, as far as how that last season ended up. But we can get more into that if you want to. Um, not like there's a ton of other stuff to talk about. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, the executive producer, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Joins us as well, and um, it's just a tough. It's a tough thing to think about, you know, having your your teammates going. Man, this would be an ideal spot for a Josh Hader, and Josh saying, "Well, I mean, you never know. I could have blown the game." Well, but yeah, like, like if Manny Machado boots a ball at third, I I'm better with him booting a ball at third than Matt Batten playing third and booting a ball. I want to I want to lose with my best guys on the field if I got to lose every time. I, and, and I want just, to hear Padres fans have to say about yeah. those comments. What you just heard? Oh, did uh, you ask for calls? I, I did. Didn't catch yeah, that. yeah. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. I mean, we don't have to take them instantly, but we're getting people starting to call right. in, and I, I feel like there's going to be some reaction to those comments. Uh, we have our tier one tour continuing later this hour. It is the New York Mets turn as we preview each team, counting down until uh, opening day for the Padres today. Casey Stern of the Unfiltered Podcast will be with us at 8.35 this morning. We'll talk a little New York Mets. Big Mets guy. Rindle Report at 9 o'clock, and then um, we'll give you our our Super Bowl picks. Now, I don't think mine is worth anything. Paulie won our picks game, so obviously he knows what he's talking about. Obviously. But I'm, you have already teased. You have put your money where your mouth is on this, and a lot. Shut up! Yes, you know it's very. You, min- you said that was you off said, the air. You said <laughs> you put air, your money. I said yes. That was off, off the, the air. air. Oh. oh my god! Oh, you're in trouble. Uh, now we know why you didn't want to go to a Super Bowl party, though. I'm curious who you picked, though, and have uh, this much faith in. 
if I'm ever running from the law, the last person I'm going to tell is Ben. I know where he is. He's right over there. Hey, I didn't officer, know. Did he, he's over here, here he is. Was I not supposed to say anything? Just You didn't tell me not to say anything. It's, that's private business. It's my own private. If I wanted to share it on the air, I would have. Huh. Tell you who I picked. Here comes, the, here comes the text. I guarantee you. Bet Everyone you. bets on the Super Bowl. That's not unusual. No, oh, there it is. <laughs> What'd you say? <sighs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm pouring sweat. God dang it. Sorry. Damn it, Ben. Sorry. I, did not, I thought that was on here. It was that off you the air. That. that was off it was the air. Off the air. It's yes. so confusing when we're just talking the whole four if hours. the blue light is on, what's on that's the air? On. What's off the air? God. It can, be, it can be Snitch. difficult to... I didn't realize. I thought that was something you said in our open today. All right. Just so you know, if it, if he winds up in the back of a trunk with a rat in about? his mouth, you know who did what it. What are we talking about? Like $10,000? No, God, no. <laughs> See, Come on. No, it's no, nothing. It's no, nothing. No, 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 no. Exactly. It, it's enough to make you uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And it's enough to make me uncomfortable. Ten dollars is enough to make me uncomfortable. So, oh, good, good idea. New segment: Ben reads private texts. (laughs) (laughs) Here on Ben and Woods. (laughs) Ben spills the beans. Should he have to eat a bean for that? I think the answer is yes. Oh yeah. You bean spiller. Where's the bean? It's right here. I thought we were going to take some phone calls. They can wait. I get to spin it. Dead fish again. This is wild. It's like every time. It's so weird. This one's got a lot of spice to it. That's not dead fish color. Yeah, is it is. It? I don't think so. Right there, right? I that... say you just pick a bean. I'll just pick. I'll just randomly pick any oh, bean. Okay. It's either good or bad. What, what could it be? That, I don't know. Let's see that red. This red one. Uh, old bandage. Oh. <laughs> or or I'm gonna throw pomegranate. Up. Both are hideous. So if it's old bandage, I might throw up. Mm, it's a band-aid. Yes! Oh. It serves what you right. Like, you rat. Band-aid. Like you're God. chewing on a band-aid? Like a band-aid. Like an old bandage? No. Yeah, you about to throw up. <laughs> if I saw Scravy put that Thai food down. I wonder if he could just take all of these and eat them all in one fell swoop. <laughs> Still there. Still there. That's what happens. You rat out, rat out your friends. Oh, there's the aftertaste. Oh, he's going to... This is... Is this worse than the fish? No, but bad. <laughs> stuck in my teeth now. <laughs> what you get? Uh, I just got a text from our friend Jeff Hamby. Wants to know when you'll be uh, letting everybody know about Boomer and Valenti. Just for the record, <laughs> I did. I just got a text from him right now. Actually, okay. Um, I know it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. The wait is almost over. Seven o'clock tonight. Boomer Science and Mike one. Valenti. I think so. I don't think they since they preview games. My guess is this will be the last one they can preview. Tonight on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app, it is presented nationally by Casamigos Casamigos Tequila, Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it, and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Say the farmer's dog. You know how the like the pharmacy <laughs> aisle smells that has the yeah, band aids. Yeah, That's yeah. what that tastes like. He's washing it down with iced coffee, by the way, which is an interesting, interesting combo. Anything's better. That's really bad. Was it really bad? Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought it wasn't going to be that bad, but Elisa no says uh, nothing touches the Band Aid flavor. I brushed, flossed, ate all kinds of strong tasting foods, etc. 
Enjoy your day. Mm-mm. Spill the beans, eat some beans is the new <sighs> bit on Bed and Woods. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go out to the phones. Uh, reacting to Josh Hader's comments uh, yesterday, 833-288-0973. We got Mike on the line. Mike, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. What's up, boys? How What's up, buddy? Doing? Good. How you doing, man? So I'm going to talk about Josh Hader, but I also want to pivot to talk about the Dodgers layaway situation. Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So Josh Hader, obviously, he's a jerk always has been a jerk the tweets i mean are we really surprised honestly are we really surprised about how stupid he is and also how much of a jerk he is no we shouldn't be surprised correct yeah i mean not our problem anymore that's kind of how that's the sentiment i saw last night is like all right houston enjoy this and i do think our boss adam made a really good point in in our group chat last night he said so basically, Josh Hader signing with Houston, that's going to cost Ryan Presley, according to Josh Hader, right. the chance to get saves and get paid. Right. Now, Ryan yep. Presley's comments were like, I'm so happy to have him here. I want to go win a World Series. And I think I for I do believe that from Ryan Presley. I do. I, I There are guys. It, that, it also will cost him some money. It will cost him some money. But there's no doubt about it. That's part of the game. If there's someone better than you oh. on the team, you, you may be a great player. You may be a great first baseman, but if they have a better first baseman than you, you're not going to get as many opportunities. That's exactly right. That's part of you know making your bag in Major League Baseball is you got to do well on the field. You got to get on the field too. Yeah, and that means you have to outperform some of your teammates at the same time. Now let's talk layaway. All right, so let's talk layaway. So last week I'm driving up to Harrah's, going for a weekend with my wife, and I get a call. I pick up, and it's a weird number, and I think, oh, hey, it's Arturo from the Dodgers, blah, 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 blah. What? You want to buy tickets. Like ticket sales rep. Correct. Yeah, yeah. you want to buy, like, you enjoyed your time at Dodger Stadium. You want to buy more tickets. And I started laughing, just, just hilariously laughing, and he's like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I said, I think this is hilarious that you guys are begging Padres fans to buy tickets. I said, I have season. Well, first of all, I said, I have season tickets to the Padres. I'm, I'm not interested. And he keeps going. And of course, that's his job. I get it. He has a script, whatever. But he keeps going. And I just said, do you know how hilarious this is to me right now that you're begging and you're shilling to Padres fans to buy tickets? Because, you know, you have Shohei Otani on layaway. You have. Yamamoto on layaway, you know, it's like Walmart up there apparently, and so now they're begging Padres fans you, for tickets. And you have like you have a San Diego number or is it LA area code? Like, there's what's the reason? Six one nine would till you die, baby. All right, so so I'm assuming you went to a game at Dodger Stadium, which is not uncommon for a, a another fan to go to another it's stadium. Been, it has been years <laughs> that since I bought tickets. See, the, the they're watching everything, man. They, they they're watching. They everything. don't throw away those. They don't throw away those data. You, those yeah. databases, buddy. It's insane. It's insane. So it's probably three, four, or five years ago that I bought tickets. More than that, it had to have been before the pandemic. Either way, they're contacting me. I used to live in LA. Maybe that's why. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. But yes, the Dodgers. The Dodgers can't sell out games. Their fans are hilarious. Ken Rosenthal is a punk. Josh Hader's a punk. Getting them all out. Oh, man, look at that. Rack them up, I mean, the Dodgers do finish first in attendance every single year. I mean, they do. Factually, that's true.
Now, percentage-wise, I think Petco Park ben, might have been a great job. more there full. But they're drawing from 16 million people yeah, in the I mean, Los Angeles area. They absolutely should. should 20 million now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a big city. It'd be embarrassing if they weren't the, the <laughs> most well-attended team in yeah, baseball. For sure. But you don't really need to start trying to throw your fishing lines down into yeah, San don't, Diego. Don't you have point. enough uh, hot leads to cold call in the L.A. area? Like, I'm assuming you've, really, you've like, called all 20 million people. He tells his boss that, South and the guy's like, buddy, there's can... no way you ripped through this thing. <laughs> Trust me, there's no way you got through this. start hitting these 619 numbers now that I've gone through 213, I, I left a lot 310, of, and the leaving, nine other area codes they have up there. I've been leaving voicemails like crazy. <laughs> That's a great call. Thank you, Mikey, for that. Uh, yeah, not the not the season ticket reps. The guy's just doing his job, but it is funny that uh that that they're they're reaching down here for for some people to uh to come come up to Dodger games. I'm gonna pass. Um I am excited. Uh we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They did announce the plans for the Peter Seidler celebration of life, March twenty third at Petco Park. I uh, love the patch they're gonna be wearing, the PS yeah, and the heart it. looked really good, designed by uh Peter's children, which I think will make it a even more special thing. And um I'm I'm excited to see because they're going to give away ten thousand of those patches yeah. to people who attend the celebration of life. The first ten thousand fans, I would think that all season long, everyone's going to be putting them on their their hats and and their jerseys, and we're going to see a ton of those around Petco Park, which will make uh, which will fill my heart, mine too, with a little PS as I'm, well. I'm sure both uh, of my little guys will have it on their backpacks for school. That's where we put all their patches that they get. Um, but no, it's it's a really cool thing, and and I think you made the point yesterday, or somebody did, of you know, it's a good reminder, good reminder for those guys. Not that you know that we'd love we'd love to see a Disney movie come out of this, right? You know, the heart on their heart on their sleeve. We'd love to see it. It it's, don't count on it, right? Obviously, but it is a good reminder of of how to live and how to be. And we were talking earlier about Rob Manfred and his you know pretty dastardly comments and how pleased he was that Peter Seidler's Padres didn't make it uh, to the the little contest that they have at the end of the year. And that's one thing that I think Padre fans are going to miss the most. The um, the desire to do things differently, and again, we need to give this current administration a chance and see uh, what happens. That being said, you knew where where Peter's head was at. Like, what do I got to do? I'm I'm down to do that, and that is just a rare thing in an owner. Uh, plus, to be the kind of this is like the third time we've said the word altruistic uh, on the show today, but to be the kind of altruistic person uh, that he was, um, I love that, and and I can't wait to get my own. That is going to be some sort of week, which is uh, just uh, like a five six weeks away. It's amazing how fast this is going to go. I was just thinking, we're going to be we're less than two weeks away from the first spring training game. I mean, not just pitchers and catchers reporting this Sunday, but they're playing the Dodgers on the 22nd of February. It's February 9th right now. So in 13 days, they'll be playing a game. We'll be and, out there two weeks from Sunday. Yep. Which And then just two weeks after that, they're on their way to, to Korea on March 13th. So, you know, as soon as March gets here, they're less than two weeks from departing for their first two games. So they'll play that 20th and 21st, Wednesday and Thursday in Korea, fly back, Saturday will be the celebration of life for Peter Seidler. Sunday will be Fan Fest. Monday and Tuesday, they have exhibition games against the Seattle Mariners at Petco Park. 
Wednesday is a day off. They'll do their probably day before workout. Opening day is Thursday <laughs> of that week. Uh, that is going to be a, uh, a whirlwind eight days for Padres fans coming up. And uh, speaking of spring training, we're going to give away another pair of tickets to the Peoria Sports Complex, our last one this week, and qualify another listener for the grand prize drawing that includes the uh, Southwest Airlines flight, the hotel stay as well for our grand prize winner. We'll get to that coming up next. Do not go anywhere. Bennett Woods continuing after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. baseball notes that we haven't gotten to yet this morning. The Rangers avoided arbitration with uh, Adelis Garcia agreeing to a two-year contract extension, so they buy out two of his arbitration years. I guess that's the rule. If you if you don't beat the deadline for the arbitration numbers, <laughs> if you want to sign someone, you have to do a two-year deal. So they won't go to that arbitration process that Josh Hader was not a big fan of with the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, the other note, just this morning, uh, Corey Kluber, two-time AL Cy Young Award winner and uh, one-time draft pick of the San Diego Padres, announced his retirement uh, following a 13-year career on social media today. Had a uh, couple of spectacular seasons in 2014 and 2017 with the Cleveland then Indians, uh, winning his pair of Cy Young Awards. Finishes with a 116 and 77 record and a 3.44 career ERA in 271 games. Klubot, man, really, when he was locked in, really fun guy to uh, to watch pitch. Wasn't the most overpowering guy. Could move it, spot it. Uh, really, really fun dude. Had the no-hitter a couple years ago, which was insane. A, a, a guy who uh, Ruben Niebla had a lot to do with his development yeah. as a starter and someone who Michael King, new Padres pitcher, kind of has looked up to to emulate yeah. as a role model. And the reason why he's so excited about working with Ruben Niebla here with the Padres. Traded for Ryan Ludwig, yes? What I believe a, that was the, the Corey Kluber trade, right? How did that work out? Not great, Bob. Did we, we didn't win that trade? We did not win that trade. That was one of the uh, goes in the L column. Ryan, it was a three-way, three-way deal. deal. Yeah. Uh, three-way. The, yeah. Cleveland got prospect Corey Kluber with the um, Jake Westbrook to the Cardinals and Ryan Ludwig going to the San Diego Padres. It's tough, man. Tough, tough scene that trade. <laughs> you're still uh you're still hot about the Padres trade with the Dodgers. The River you're Ryan never going to you're never you're not going to get over that one, right? <laughs> I'm going to just be at spring training. I'm going to be And who did the Padres get for Beatty! that one? Matt Beatty. Not the, even Matt Batten. Not even Matt Batten. Matt Beatty. <laughs> Matt Beatty is maybe the worst baseball player I've ever seen in my life. Maybe. <laughs> it's, he's 
he did nothing here. Nothing. I didn't like the look of him. Didn't <laughs> like the cut of his jib. I think he was stealing signs and playbooks and inside information, feeding it back to Chavez Ravine. And River Ryan is like, oh, look at this kid. He's going to be a top 100 He wasn't, play- I mean, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't. a fairly highly regarded prospect at the time of the trade, but he has played his way into becoming Matt a higher prospect now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Matt Beatty. That was an A.J. Preller. The Corey Kluber, by the way, that, that was, was not an A.J. Preller. That, so that was, was before many, many years ago. A.J. Preller's time back in 2010. So you can't blame A.J. for that one. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have had Corey Kluber's career rather than Ryan Ludwig, who actively made the Padres like worse, it seemed like, that season. They came close. They ended up losing out to the San Francisco Giants. Yep. You'll remember the last day of the season, they needed to sweep the Giants in San Francisco to force a tie and a game 163. And they won the first two games of that series but then lost on the final day of the season as the Giants won the division and went on to win the first of their three World Series titles of that decade. Mm. Padres could have stopped them right then and there. Never would have been a dynasty. Maybe yeah. they never win the other two if they don't win that first one. You're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Matt Beatty is uh, is is one of the tougher tougher guys that you had to look at in a Padres uniform. I was thinking, though, I mean, I was – that last night when I tweeted that, I'm like, God, oh, he traded this guy for a less than mediocre spy. I was thinking, though, I'm like, where are the di- – now, I know that we need help, and I, we need help in the outfield and whatnot, but, like, even that, that's that's out of the realm of possibility. Like, where are the David Dahls of the season, though, Ben? David Dahl, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the game of baseball, walked up to us at spring training. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm David Dahl. I'm new here. We're like, hey, we're Ben and Woods. Nice to see you, buddy. Cheering for you. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think now is when you probably want to start looking for – one of those David Dahl types that's floating around out there. But, oh, there was a, another move I tweeted about yesterday, Benny, a little proof of life. They uh, added a guy. Let me find it real quick so that I don't make a bigger ass out of myself. Here we go. San Diego Padres have signed Mitchell Miller to a minor league contract. Pitcher is an 8-4 and four record along with 80 strikeouts throughout his minor league career. Left-hander. Name-wise, so. I feel like that's, that could be a successful pitcher. Mitchell Miller. Mitchell Miller. Mitch Miller. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds tough. Um, also, uh, all the looks like all the baseball writers are at uh, Dodgers camp this morning for their first day of workouts. Yep. Uh, did come out. I think the numbers on Clayton Kershaw's deal oh, what was it? were revealed. $12 million if he meets certain incentives and comes back. Now, Clayton said, I'm thinking maybe July, maybe August. I, I don't know that that would give you a, a tremendous amount of confidence when there's kind of a hesitant answer that he's hoping to get back sometime after the All-Star break. Is, is There's not a lot of season left once you get to August. Um, I mean, maybe that's a good thing for Clayton Kershaw. You saw how he performed in a short season before. The postseason will still feel like made. 100%. So... May May Kershaw's pretty damn good, so I mean, you take that uh, you take that all the time. But guys, it's twelve million bucks. It's a it's a drop in the bucket uh, for them, so they can uh, afford to do that and play the waiting game with Clayton Kershaw until he's ready to go. And you know, as much as I don't like the Dodgers, I think that's the right move for them. And and he needs to finish his career in that uniform. Dodgers on the field this morning. Padres will join them on Monday morning uh, for their first workout, and we'll have Sam's Sammy Spring training on with us. Sam Levitt uh, will be with us from Peoria, Arizona. Uh, all spring long, uh, so for the first couple every of weeks, day. he'll join us every day. And then we'll be out there for uh, for three shows at the end of February. And I'm not sure. Do we know when Gwen and Chris are they heading out as I don't well? I believe they are. Point? They're not. It's just because of the, the short spring training. Yeah, I think right. we're the only. 
Sammy's going to be there, and we're going to go there for our three days, get as many interviews in as possible, and then come back. And by that point, it's almost time for the season to start. Very fast. Can't wait, man. All right. Uh, if you want to join us out in spring training, give away a couple of tickets courtesy of the Peoria Sports Complex right now. Call 833-288-0973. Let's make it the, how many lines do we have? Six? Six caller today wins the two-pack of tickets uh, to a game in Peoria and entered into the grand prize drawing, which is the two tickets, a Southwest Airlines gift card, and a one-night hotel today, all made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com if you want to make plans to join us out at spring training here over the next month or so. Can't wait, buddy. All right, we'll come back. Our Tier 1 Tour, Day 3. We are still in the NL East. The New York Mets are our next team we're going to look at as we count down toward opening day. Casey Stern, our regular uh, Mets correspondent, host of the Unfiltered Podcast, going to join us to talk a little Mets baseball coming up next year with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to Juan, who won the spring training tickets. And uh, Juan also wanted to let me know. He is the uh, softball coach at Hilltop High That's School. That's right. Uh, good luck to the, uh, the Hilltoppers this season. Uh, they have uh, tryouts tomorrow. So, Tier 1s, if you want to try out no, for the Hilltop I, no, no, softball no, no, team. No, 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 no. What, no, Show no, no. up, no? It's no, not a Tier 1 tryout. We've it's already done open, that. It's not an open tryout. <laughs> Correct. Good luck, Juan. Just for Hilltop high schoolers. I would imagine. Oh, well, good luck anyway. Then. Yeah, good luck anyway. All right, uh, we got Casey Stern standing by. We will continue. Fire up the tour bus. Continue our the Tier 1 tour. Is, I just talked to Casey. He seems as upset as we are with the uh, lack of hot stove this offseason. Okay. <laughs> it's been bad. Good. It's, I mean, the Mets and the Padres were the offseason stories last year. Oh, yeah. 100%. Not so much this, this so go much, around. Not we'll so talk to all. Casey Stern right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Out of gas? We're of waiting. Course. Are we out of gas? No, we're not. Well, we're right here. We're waiting. There it is. There it is. Got a little nervous. Like Chevy Chase and his family on our road trip across the country. That's right. Pile into the bus. The family truckster. We are heading to the Big Apple today. The New York Mets, our next team, and our Tier 1 tour as we count down to opening day. Uh, one team, each show, all the way until the Padres opener against the Dodgers in Korea. And joining us, one of our absolute favorites from the Unfiltered Podcast. Always great Mets talk with Casey Stern with us right now on 97.3 The Fan. Casey, good morning. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. How are we? Doing great, man. It's uh, one of those weird off-seasons for a couple of teams where your biggest move that gets your fan base the most excited is when you hire an executive. And uh, I, think yeah. that, I think that, like... But there's an assumption, then, that the executive yeah. that you just hired is going to do, do something. something. Right. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the, the New York Mets, I think, you know, we'll see. We'll see how David Stearns does um, with the Mets. But he got everyone really excited a few months ago. And then they've had, I, I would call it, I, I've been watching a little bit, Case, and saying, oh, they signed him? Oh, they they got him too. That's weird. That seems like a weird move. It's been a weird off season for him in his in his first uh, go around. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the way I look at it is, and these two things, guys, are in a parallel line. I'm trying to explain this to Met fans. They're doing a thing that should kick everybody off because you're in New York, because you're supposed to win, because Steve Cohen came there and told you about championships. But at the same time, they're doing the right thing. I think David Stearns, when he came in there, clearly said to that ownership, hey, look, uh, understand this. If you think I'm the right guy and I want to be here, I'm coming to do what's right for the franchise, and we're nowhere near close. Because at the end of the day, if you're a Padre fan, you've got to be better than the Dodgers. If you're a Met fan, you've got to be better than the Braves. And right now, the difference between uh, the Braves and the Mets, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, more than, than – the miles that separate the two cities. I mean, that's how much different those rosters look top to bottom, not only big league level guys, but in the system, the way the contracts are situated, all of that. So I think, you know, David Stearns came in and basically said, Hey, look, we're going to slow play this and we're going to, we're going to make moves where guys like Mania that maybe we could deal with the deadline. We're not going to spend a lot of money and we're going to kind of hang tight a little bit and see what our kids can do and that's not a New York thing to do. And we just saw the antithesis of that over the last three, four years. So I get why Mets fans are ticked off. I understand why people are sitting there and they're kind of you know, looking at the Mets and saying, eh, but they're an eh roster. And I think at least they're being honest about that rather than spending money that's not going to get you to a postseason anyway. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm looking at some of the deals. They got Bader on a one-year deal, Severino, uh, one-year deal, Jorge Lopez, one-year deal, Joey Wendell, one-year deal, uh, Austin Adams, I think was just released. Uh, but yeah, they, they've made some, they've made some interesting moves. Now, again, we're different, uh, markets. We're different teams entirely case, but like, I'm looking at a couple of those moves going, well, I mean, there's a couple guys the Padres could use in there, certainly. So, uh, it has been slow here as well. You're hoping that when you're in a situation like the Mets and Padres are in, where you went for it and it didn't work out, and you got to back up the truck, not to put all the money in, but away from that postseason, that at least you're kind of making a fair and honest assessment of what the roster is. And fans don't like that because they're not happy either way. They don't want to spend bad money. But at the same time, Verlander and Scherzer were about to celebrate their 55th birthdays with this team, and that wasn't going to get them anywhere <laughs> anyway if they didn't do it in one season. So for me, this is kind of the right thing. And all the guys you mentioned, I throw Manaya in there too, these are all guys that they can deal if they perform well in the first half of the season. Then you try and kind of net gain and build more off of that. But this is probably a seller at the deadline. It's probably around a 500 team. You got a new manager who's never managed at the big league level, despite the fact that Mendoza is highly touted as a great baseball man and somebody who's accredited in terms of his time that he's put and the dues that he's paid. And they're just not ready yet. The biggest question that needs to be answered is what's going to happen with Pete Alonso because that is a long-term question that is still right now saddling headline front and center for this franchise. Casey, here in San Diego, the Padres uh, obviously have been lowering their payroll from the record number that it was last year. Uh, some might say slashing, others might call it a retrenchment to, to more responsible figures. But we've had to kind of read between the lines. There's never been any official announcement as to what the target is or, or what the actual plan is. Do the Mets, does David Stearns, like, I know that they cleared some salary with some of the deadline deals, but do you know what their idea is? Are they going to try to get down luxury tax? Is it even possible for the Mets to do something like that, considering how much they committed and how much they have spent in recent years? Yeah, considering what they've done, it's not possible to get where you need to go, but you can, you know, not create more unforced errors that then 
put you in an even deeper hole. So, you know, they're still trying to climb out, but at the same time, you know, they, they don't have the ability to go from, you know, where they were to getting back to even. But what they've done is they've not spent a lot of money. They took one shot. There was one big fish in Yamamoto that they went after. They gave at the time the highest offer. It pretty much was matched. I mean, nobody could be upset if you're in New York. They, you know, Steve Cohen went out, offered $300 plus million plus and tried to get the player because they know they can't really contend this year, but that was a much more long-term, as we said, the length of the deal with the Dodgers, kind of a scenario for the Mets. And it gave them a chance. That was their one opportunity to kind of, hey, look, if we're going to put ourselves more in this tax, we're going to you know, accrue more dollars that we really don't want to, let's do it for a player who's going to be part of the solution when we're at that level. But there just aren't those other guys out there. Is a Jordan Montgomery going to make the Mets a division winner? Is a Blake Snell even going to make the Mets a team that can contend with the Braves? They're just not. So that's pretty much why they're going with what they have. And I think the biggest issue is they're not the Milwaukee Brewers where David Stearns was. They're the New York Mets. These are things you do in Milwaukee. They're not things you normally can get away with doing in New York. That's the that's the, what I wanted to ask you about next. Talking to our pal Casey Stern here about the New York Mets in 2024. Uh, projected to win, uh, I've seen 81 to 83.5 games, um, which, by the way, I'll say it, you know, if nobody else will. I mean, we're a couple of fan bases here that really were left with egg on our face last year. We were. We, were. we beat our chest uh, like crazy before the season started. You know, we had an owner that was willing to spend and wanted to win a World Series. He's no longer with us. It's been devastating to the organization, the city, everybody. Um, you guys have an owner that said, I have more money I know what to do with, and I will spend it. Do you get the sense, I mean, he hired David Stearns for a reason, right? Do you get the sense, though, that it's going to end up being a like a Steinbrenner-type situation where Cohen's like, all right, kid, like you're pinching pennies right now, and they're on me about this, and I've got the money to spend. Do you think that eventually there will be some friction between those two and the way they're doing business? I don't think so because we've got to remember how Steve Cohen made his money, and that's with understanding how to manage money, right? So even though he's got a lot of money, He's made money in his everyday life to get to this point, understanding when it's right to pounce and when it's not. And to be fair, even though things didn't work out, they were pouncing on a team that won 101 games, right? Third time they won over 100 in the franchise's history. That seems like a time to pounce. I think he understands now is not that time. The problem that he has is because everybody is so aware of his financials and of the money he has, it's always going to be, well, nobody cares about your taxes You've got oodles of money. Go out and spend and go buy another team and do it again. That's not the right way. And to me, he and Steinbrenner are different mostly in it. Look, I I grew up in New York watching, and and people think this is like, you know, some joke, but he put in articles in the New York Post, the owner basically saying, I'm sorry to the fan base that everybody sucks. I mean, that's what I grew up with watching with George with the Yankees. Cohen's much more mild-mannered despite having all of that money He's not a guy who is diving in for the sake of diving in. They backed off things like Correa. They went at the deadline the opposite direction because they had to, even though it hurt them to do so financially and publicly last year. And I think because of that, he will be measured along with Stearns, despite, as you say, and you're correct, that New York fan base, that media are going to be all over this team 
for being what I think is probably around correct, probably at best about a 500 team here in 2024. Given the, their newfound responsibility in David Stearns, does Pete Alonzo have a future with the Mets? Should he have a future with the Mets? And what do fans think about Pete Alonzo? Is he like a we got to keep him guy, or is he like he was? Yeah, it's nice that we've had him and we enjoy the power and we we enjoy Pete, but you you can't really build a team around Pete Alonzo, or can you? I think the fans are all, for the most part, I'd say 99% in favor of keeping him. And I think the reasons are mostly, even though some Met fans, like any fan base, and even more so in some cases, are a little bit nutty, in most cases for the right reason. And that is the question you have to pose on the other side, which is, who are we without him, right? So we don't keep him. Where is the money going? How are we going to replace that power? We already don't have enough power. I think they should look at guys like J.D. Martinez and Soler and others because they don't have enough in the lineup as it is. How are we going to look if he's not there? Do I think Pete Alonso is the best first baseman in the league? I don't. Could you argue maybe he shouldn't get the money that a Matt Olson got or a Freddie Freeman got? You certainly could argue maybe he's not as good as those players. Fair argument. But for what the Mets need and the money we just stated Cohen has and what he already is, the devil you know better than the devil you don't. I think the Mets should try and lock him up. If this goes out to free agency, he will be a guy who goes out in next year's market and get paid more elsewhere and I think price himself out of the Mets. To me, their opportunity is going to be up until the deadline, and that guy as quickly is where things get interesting. Very difficult for teams to trade the face of a franchise at any point, and if they get to the deadline and they don't think they can lock him up, waiting till free agency versus getting nothing for him that's a price that you pay, and sometimes go look at the Angels with Otani, not comparing the two players, but looking at assets. If you don't get that guy off the market and go get what you can when the getting's good and he leaves anyway and you get nothing, that's a lot of egg on the face for a franchise, and it will be if they lose Alonzo entirely without trading. Obviously, losing Edwin Diaz during the World Baseball Classic, it was like the nightmare for every team, the World Base, like especially the way it happened. How is he coming along? Should he be full go for this season? Yeah, he's ready and full go, and I, I think to me the question with him is going to be how confident is he? Is the, the body, they say, he's healthy enough, and we know how these things could go. Obviously, it could go the other way, and you hope that doesn't happen. But assuming he's healthy enough, is he going to be confident? Is he going to be confident with where his body is? Because to me, the biggest thing that people don't remember about Diaz, he was freaking brilliant in Seattle, right? Had unbelievable numbers, and then lost his confidence. When he got to New York, it was really, really difficult for him. Once he found it, he was unhittable. I think having a good start for him, feeling good about himself, going to be important and going to tell you a lot about what kind of season he has. If he gets off to a rough start, I think this may be – I think still the contract will be okay, but this may be a year where he spends a part of it kind of finding himself and regaining that confidence that he had when we saw him with the trumpets before that injury. Casey Stern joins us on Ben and Woods. Last one for me, I'm looking at payrolls for this year, and, and you know, there's a lot of tax money that, that Cohen's got to spend, but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, it's just it's similar. It just looks, we look like similar franchises. It's going to be a top-heavy lineup. You've got superstars like Lindor, and in our case, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis. You've got Starling Marte makes a lot of money. Pete Alonso makes a lot of money. It's just a, a very similar dynamic between uh, our two teams, uh, Casey. So I wanted to ask you, though, the young players that you guys have, and we, we've, we've seen a couple of them come up, make their debuts, um, how close are some of those guys that they have in their system ready to make an impact? And do you could you foresee something at the deadline where the Mets are like, 
everybody's available. Everybody is available. And I mean Francisco Lindor, Marte, Nimmo, everybody's, uh, Diaz, they're all out there. I think if Marte performed well, that's possible. I don't think Nimmo, he's a build-around guy for them, and I don't think by any chance that Lindor will be. They're not going to rebuild. They're looking at this as a retooling. And, you know, I think part of the reason is they have a lot of confidence in. They've got a number of guys who are top 100 prospects. Jet Williams is very close. Uh, Acuna, Ronald's brother, obviously, is close. Gilbert is close. And then there's Alvarez, who, look, if you look at the year that he had in, you know, being bounced around a lineup in different parts of the order, you know, kind of figuring out how to play behind the plate, put up pretty good numbers for overall for a young kid in his season. And I think those power numbers will continue. He clearly is a guy who could end up hitting 35-40 at times during his career in terms of power numbers. So I like their young talent. The problem I have, guys, not enough young pitching talent. And that's where a lot of the age was. And if you want to go ahead and you want to move that needle and you want to outkick your coverage, you look at how Tampa Bay's done it for so many years. Think about the Dodgers with all their injuries last year. Think about what the Braves have done. Having young pitching and young pitching that can then come up. And the Padres, we've seen it too, right? And be who are those next guys? How did the Brewers with Stearns do it? Well, they did it with Corbin Burns, and they did it with Woodruff, right? I mean, Yelich, since the MVP season, has had issues. They had other problems in their lineup, couldn't score at times, but they pitched and found guys at the back end of the bullpen. How the young pitching develops is going to be something really to watch closely to see if the Mets can get better than we think they're going to be here over the next year or two. Casey, really appreciate your insight, as always. Thanks for joining us on our Tier 1 tour, talking New York Mets. Anytime, boys. Hearing tier one in the Mets doesn't sound good or right at the same time. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, tier, that's, but we'll, that's hey, true. But we'll, the, tier, the, the tier mediocre uh, mediocrity yeah, bus. It's actually we'll more of a reference to, to our fans as opposed to the uh, the team quality that we're talking about, but that's okay. I see what you mean. Casey Stern, Unfiltered Podcast. and You brought up the point, which is really interesting. It's a crazy how similar the Mets and the Padres really are. Yeah. If you go back, I was just looking at it, like to 2017, so the last you know, nine years, 2017 losing season, 2018 losing season, 2019 they actually had a winning season but didn't make the playoffs. 2020, the Padres had a good, had the good pandemic short season. The Mets didn't. They didn't make that postseason. 2021, though, was a disappointment. 2022, uh, the Mets had the better regular season, but of course we know what happened. Came down to one game in the playoffs. Joe Musgrove. You know, shutting them the down year. there in game yep. three, but they were essentially right there, the same team up until the last day. And then 2023, the giant payrolls and complete disappointment of 2023. Yeah, the Mets and the Padres have been on a very, very similar parallel. arc, yeah. parallel arc over the last uh, almost better part of a decade now. It's it's wild to think about, uh, certainly. And and but no, I, I I saw a lot of Mets fans last year, and and the guys they went out and got, just like the guys we went out and got, and. You just felt really good going into the season. That lasted all of about 90 days. And then it kind of, you started to panic a little bit. That um, Edwin Diaz, who was so good oh, in 2022. WBC injury, you felt the air just but out the, of the, the whole tire. The moment when they were all so excited at City Field to eventually bring him in and hopefully you know, lock down the series. And Joe had his great game, and Potters were up like, what was it, like 7 nothing, yep. And they brought him in, and they, they still played his... Played the song. <laughs> played the song and everything. And we could all like, we could just enjoy it like, you know what? This doesn't make me nervous at all, because they are down by well, so many in this Mer- game. Moreno makes a good point. He goes, well, we're not, not that similar moving forward. Mets have crazy money. Allegedly, we are broke. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's different different levels, certainly, with Steve yeah, Cohen. Going down, actually, by similar amounts in terms of yeah. payroll, if you include the moves they made at the... 
the trade deadline last year, there is a very similar retrenchment of that payroll as well. Yeah, what did Casey call it? Like we call it the transition transition year. Yeah, that's what we're they're we're on the transition year as well. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Polly's got some headlines in the Rindle report. Uh, we will still have a, our Super Bowl picks to give away in our final hour as well. Don't go anywhere. Ben Woods wrapping up on a Friday on 97.3 The Fan. Sarah Ben Woods brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. We're in until 10 o'clock, then it's Annie and Elston, followed by Gwyn and Chris, and we'll see how Scraby feels the day after his Thai 10 challenge on the air yesterday, where he ate the spiciest Thai food possible. Ugh. Survived. Adam Klug ate it, survived. Tony Gwynn had one bite and broke out in sweat. I'm guessing that was not a fun trip to what the was the What did they order? Did they get pad thai. They just pad thai. Yeah. Did, uh, did they talk about the fact that Scraby... Blasted Chris Ello's phone number on the internet. Is that He's, he had the receipt? Somebody from did Chris's order at the I, Thai place. I did your address or you did mine early. Did yours, you posted yeah. my home address yeah. on the internet early in our our uh, career. But phone number's a little different, I think. What's your social security it number? Is, uh, is that on the air? Six, off the air? Six nine six nine six nine six nine six nine. Nice. The Padres just had a notification, and I clicked on it, and my heart leapt. Because I was like, and it was a picture, you know, the picture of a player. And I was like, <gasps> but it was the official announcement of Wandy Peralta, <laughs> four-year contract through. Oh, the, that's right. That hadn't, that been, hadn't been official. It is now saw, official. But he, my heart just jumped. At a glance, I looked over. I go, it looks like Juan Soto. Pottery's <laughs> 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 traded for Juan Soto. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Wandy yesterday retweeted something from, like, you know, January yeah, about it. And about I'm going, the plane. A little late to the party here. You didn't you sign with the Padres like two weeks you ago? Gotta, and I guess it wasn't official until today. You got to wait yesterday. Wait until it's official to do it. Now he was uh, just staying under the radar until. <laughs> I swear, my heart is my heart is, is racing right now. I clicked. I go, <gasps> we got somebody. No, we we did, but it was, we already kind of knew he was coming. So. Sorry about that. Anticlimactic. <laughs> very anticlimactic. Yes. Very. There is the official press release. There it is. The very anticlimactic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. All right. Well, uh, while we peruse the press release, uh, it's never an anticlimactic moment when Polly gives yeah, us some not headlines. Necessarily true. It is the. Uh, I was trying to build you up. It's the Rondo Report. Finally, and get things started here with our. Edition today's edition oh, of boy. the Rondo Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hoi? All right. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Paulie. Home stretch. We're going to start off in Major League Baseball. I was reading yesterday in The Athletic. Evan Drellick had a story out about possible streaming updates for Major League Baseball and that 
Commissioner Rob Manfred is looking at 2025 to be the target for an in-market streaming option for fans of at least half the league is kind of where he's targeting. Half. Well, because the other half have long-term deals already that include the digital rights. So there are teams like the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and of course the Padres that don't really have any rights whatsoever right now. So he said at least, I think he said 14 to 16 teams have to be involved on board for this to even be an option. Obviously the Padres would be one of them. Those three teams I mentioned, they're in. They're already on board. There are other teams that have over-the-air rights that are already sold, but their digital rights are not part of that, so they could be involved in this. And basically what it is is MLB TV is already available, and if you live in Chicago and you're a Padres fan and you want to watch a Padres-Dodgers game at Petco Park, you can do that. No problem. But if you live in San Diego, the problem is the blackouts. Yep, you yep. have not been able to. So, Isn't that crazy, working? though, that in some ways, if you are a fan of a baseball team, a Major League Baseball team, move. you are better off living <laughs> in a city where that yep. team does not play. If yep. you love the Padres so much, you will move out of San yes. Diego. That's what we're asking you to do in the big leagues. Because then want... you can get games without a problem with an MLB TV subscription. No problem. You can watch every the Padres 20 game. 20 bucks a month or whatever, no if, problem. If you live far enough away, Just move. you can be a much better Padres fan. That's exactly right. So I'm reading from the outside. Incredible. What a, what a great system baseball is. This is brilliant. This is the we want to make it as difficult as possible this to is, consume our product. This is the sport I've devoted my heart and life and soul to. This is the sport. If you love a team, move out of the city in which you live. And it will be you'll have a better fan experience. And this is all still in the very early stages. It's not known whether this would be something with like Apple TV or Peacock, who have been streaming MLB games recently, or I'll Amazon. Take all, I'll take all the Apple maybe, TV I can get. Yeah, I it's agree. The 100%. Most, it's the most elite product I've ever seen on baseball field. Maybe I've never MLB seen like it. does their own thing entirely, and that's certainly possible, but he did say, Rob Manfred said, never mind want or could, I think you need to be in the 14 and growing team mode to at least get this rolling. The Dodgers would fight back against us like crazy, right? I mean, they're getting... Well, they wouldn't be... No, no, but he said... Part of it. You want to... Everyone wants... You should, we should all be going to this model eventually. Dodgers are like, That's absolutely not. Dodgers, not. Right. No. Their model works well for them. Very so yeah, well. Diamondbacks, Padres, and Rockies. MLB is broadcasting their games this year, so they're in. Then there were the Guardians, the Rangers, and the Twins. They're not under contract in 2025, so they're in the last year of their deal with their providers. So that could make it six teams. Okay. And then uh, Evan says it gets a little tricky after that. There are four teams that are under contract with Diamond Sports. But not the digital rights. So that's the Angels, the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Reds. So it's like their television rights would be for Diamond Sports, and their digital rights could be with Apple TV. You probably still have to overcome like the local blackout stuff, though, yeah. on those deals. But that could get you to 10. And then there's the bankruptcy hearing and, and how that's going to play out for the teams that do have the digital rights sold. But if they get out from them on... So the Tigers, Royals, yeah. Marlins, Brewers, and Rays are all in that category. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, maybe it's the uh, that new ESPN, Fox, Turner. Maybe that app gets involved that's going to be here later in the year. And that's where they put baseball games on in the future. It's all still very early, but I would at least say... Better late than never. It's all coming from Rod Manfred, so take it all with a grain of salt. I mean, he thought that the A's to the Las Vegas <laughs> market was a good idea, and that's going really well so far for he, him. He likes when 
rich teams spend money and and poor teams don't. So right. yeah. He's really solid. It's a little event that they hold at that the end little of event. October for ha- a hunk of metal. Hey, bud, why do you hate the World Series so much? Like you, like <laughs> of all the things, in, to, you're the commissioner of baseball. That's the one thing he's really keyed in. He's like, I hate this tournament. I hate this this series so much. I can't stand it. I just can't stand. Imagine Goodell being like, you know, this little game we play at the end of the year. No, no, they do it as <laughs> Is big that as the they old can. false modesty, Steve. I yeah. It's just a, it's just a little uh, I, it's a little game we're having in Las Vegas on Sunday. It's, it's not no the big deal. Culmination of 162 watch it, games. Don't watch, watch it. it. We, we don't care. care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so good, so good. All right, we'll move over to uh, football. I saw this story here, so I don't know that we ever actually talked about it on the show, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kristen Uschick is the wife of 49ers player Kyle Uschick, and she saying that right? Is it Uschick? Uschick. 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 Something like that. Anyways, it she... starts with a J, so it's it's tricky to begin yeah. with. Uschick. <laughs> She's got a little bit of a side gig where she likes to design clothing, and she became wildly popular a few weeks back when she designed custom Chiefs jackets for uh, Brittany Mahomes, wife of Patrick Mahomes, and then, I don't know if you guys have heard of Taylor Swift. I've heard of her. So she also wore this, and I guess she's very popular, and uh, so this went crazy viral, and she actually signed a deal, the wife uh, Kristen did. With the NFL. She's partnering with them for a clothing line, and she just released her first item uh, that's officially NFL licensed. And I'm going to show it on our YouTube stream if you're watching. If you're not, I don't know where you're at, but find it on Google. Yeah, you can find it. It's a cool vest, Super Bowl 58. And it's got 49ers versus Chiefs, the logo and all that. It looks very, very cool. And I liked that I read here from Front Office Sports, all the proceeds for this line particular Ooh, that is a cool vest. are going to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. That's all a of really, her proceeds. She's very talented. She's very talented. Now, she did say, because she, she's not making anything for Taylor this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she's cheering for the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah, because... Her, her, her husband's she's on the 49ers, 49ers. and yeah. yeah, the Chiefs are not, they're the enemy this week. Normally, I you know, you've seen it over the years, like a bedazzled type shirt, and you're like, oh, cool, you made these, we're all going to wear these, but that that's, that looks really good. It is good. amazing. So I mean, she just kind of sent one to, to Taylor to wear. Yeah. And, I mean. Yeah, I can show everybody did, that. Polly, have you sent Taylor a Ben and Woods shirt just uh, to see if she will wear it during one of her just, concerts yeah. or something? In due time, Ben, in due time. <laughs> Yeah, Got there's this shirt. It's amazing. There's the picture of uh, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes and these big jackets that have the yeah, jersey like winter numbers. fleece jackets. But or, it's like a jersey. Yeah. That yeah, looks it's, cool. parka. It really it's cool. like a jersey parka. Yeah, because it was very cold in Kansas City. A jarka, if you will. All right. Percy. And then, <laughs> finally, Benny sent this over, and uh, we're going to talk a little Domino's Pizza. They've got a new treat coming out for i guess for valentine's day is it here or is it just in england i don't know that i don't know it it was domino's uk that was tweeting it out but i was very intrigued well it says for valentine's day it's going to be in stores starting on february 12th and it is um you know they have the baked treats that you can order from Pizza Hut or Domino's. It's kind of like it's get doughy. You add, add them on to the order at the end. Doughy, chocolatey. Get me every time. The cinnamon thing, you dip in yeah. the frosting. I mean, yeah. They've already got sticks. the ovens fired up. Might as well fire up some breadsticks and some hot cookies that you can go with your pizza order. So they're every making time. these little sugary dough balls and they're filled with a 
Cadbury egg. That is so repulsive. I can't really. Even, yes. You don't like this idea. It's like a chocolate chip cookie Domino's outside, but a Cadbury egg cream egg in the middle. I think I would like that. I I do. It's a it's dough, and then inside is a whole There's egg. Some chocolate, or is it just, or, no? It's the chocolate egg layer. So it's like it looks like a cookie dough. Hideous. It looks like a Cadbury egg wrapped in baked cookie dough. It looks like something else to me. <laughs> now, not everyone was a fan. They were more like you. This this tweet from uh, at Jim Bethel, so gross, who said. I hope the executive team are ashamed. It's not illegal, but it's harmful. It'll weigh heavily on their future career prospects, and it's disgusting. They should know better and use their many talents to find less egregious ways to hit their targets. That's about a, a cookie stuffed with a Cadbury cream egg. It's a bit of, a, bit of an overreaction, I think. But the Cadbury egg is such the give up. It's such the give up if it's in my house, and I'm like, I have two options. I can eat a spoonful of sugar, or I can eat a Cadbury egg, and I need to satisfy my sweet tooth. I might eat a Cadbury egg, but they are just ripped. You know the new trend where you can get, like, just the Lucky Charms marshmallows and not the Lucky Charms? You want just the cream? I just want the cream in the middle of the Cadbury egg. Save him saying, I just want the cream. Oh, my God. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. it, It's got the little yellow yolk and the white, but it's all just... It's all just gooey sugar, and it's really good. It's it is good. so repulsive, that filling. I mean, Easter is coming up soon. It is. They will be in the, they're probably on the shelves now. Oh, yeah. It's a little early, but I always have to have at least one every Easter. My treat. That's your little treat to oh, yourself? Yeah. You really like the Cadbury I egg? I do. Why? The cream filling. It's the best. It's just a pure sugar rush. I don't like it. I don't like the consistency of it. And I don't really... Run down your chin. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Spill some on your shirt. (laughs) You bite into something and something explodes. Pass. Just hard pass. Do you eat it whole? Could you? So I'll... um, How do you eat one? So you can kind of tell there's a... There's a thicker chocolate side and a thinner side. The tops are thinner, thinner than usually. The so eat, try to take a little t- small bite off the top, off the top where like, the thin side comes to keep the base intact. And then do you and then you can the kind of kind of pour the cream down your throat. Oh my god! And then do you eat the hollow shell at the end? At yeah, the you end. can finish the chocolate or toss the chocolate. I, I honestly, I don't care that much about the chocolate. I just like the cream. I really do not like those. You're right. He has he has been he's horned been all, up. He's a horned for the last dude. like week and a half. I'm talking about Hannah said candy, it this morning. Sugar. Was she was, ben sure has been a horned. You just up have lately. dirty minds. Said, and you turn you're all the of one that is quoted said, in the last thirty seconds as saying, "I just want the cream." <laughs> I just want. And it. you want to pour the cream down, down your, your throat. throat? I know. They are now that. Just ma- you know what? If you're Domino's, just make me a cookie. Just send me some cookies. I don't. You don't have to. Everything doesn't have to be. Has anyone tried those new Subway footlong cookies that Charles have, Barkley keeps trying to sell? I've us not on? seen that. I yeah. haven't seen that either. Now that I would try. Yeah, they have new footlong cookies. You can get it. This Subway. is why other countries just hate us. They just hate <laughs> us because it just doesn't make any sense, man. Uh, unless they, you know. Jeff says <sighs> we did this. I didn't do this. This is this is was always in him. 
He said, if I don't take you to explicit. I really, I'm not being dirty. I genuinely enjoy the cream filling. What else do you want me to call it? It's a cream filling in the Cadbury egg. And it's good. All right, let's go to break. Rital report. Thank you, Paulie. Complete. Woods and Paul have dirty minds. Oh, yeah. like right. you are thinking it. Give me a break. Tonight. He said it, not us. Tonight in Reno. Must win game. Other one. Yes, I'll explain. There's a twist, because you know me. I like to bait and switch you a little bit. That's true, you do. So I'll do that again. You bait and switch. You baited and switched everyone in this town for 20 years. Until this show came around, okay? <laughs> this is exactly what you did. <laughs> Let's check traffic. We'll be back with more Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. You know I could never be alone. Take me down, little Susie. Take me down. I know you think you're the queen of the underground. Did you know you can listen to 97.3 The Fan with your smart speaker? Just ask your device to play 97.3 The Fan to give it a shot. Uh, now, I already said earlier this week, this is not a must-win game for the Aztecs, but I'm not I'm not going back on that. Sounds like you are. It's a must-win game for Nevada tonight. Uh, oh, they are the team. What a tease. They are the team that is currently, if you look at uh, Joe Lunardi's bracketology, they are in the first four out category of the ranking. So there's five Mountain West teams that are currently in the bracket, according to uh, Bracketology ESPN. Nevada is on just on the outside. Could be a sixth team from the Mountain West that gets in this year. They need a Tier 1 or a Quad 1 win pretty badly. And this would be an opportunity because San Diego State is top 20 in the net rankings. You beat San Diego State at home, that counts as a quad one win. You only get a couple of home quad one opportunities every year because you have to be, I think it's one through 30 uh, ranked at home. You can count that as a quad one win. You don't have to even win on the road. This would be a defining resume-building game for a team that is very much on the on the borderline of NCAA tournament selection. So if you're circling one game on your calendar – as most Mountain West teams do, is one you really, really want to win. This is the one for uh, Steve Alford's team tonight in, in oh, Reno. Oh, your number one nemesis of all time, mm-hmm. Steve Alford. Now, the Aztecs beat him already at, at Viejas earlier this season. But last year, on their was way... That game, was, that, was that game close? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, last year, on their way to the national championship game, the Aztecs lost in at the Lawler Events Center in Reno. Remember we had the story they had the bats? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be any bats interrupting the game tonight in Reno. They had the, uh, after the game, a Gweka rope called the players-only meeting. And go, guys, 
we want to do something special, we got to get our act together, essentially. Didn't have Dutch or the coaches in there. And Is that, that the uh, first time in San Diego history that a players only meeting worked? actually worked? Yeah, they went on like in, and, uh, his, in the history of all sports. They only here. lost one more game. <laughs> it was about the same time last year. They only lost one more game the rest of the year until the UConn game, yeah. the championship. After Pretty that incredible, loss man. to Nevada and that players only meeting that followed that loss. When so. Neglect talks, you list, they yep. listen, yeah, man. They did. For sure. I'm That's why they hired tonight. him. Minus two, Nevada favored two by favored by t- uh, two at home. Must win game for Nevada. Yep, but hmm. I don't think that I really do think they're kind of near the bottom of the top group of Mountain West teams. San Jose State's playing well right now. This is a tough one to handicap. I mean, they have not won on the road, but they've been getting better on the road. They did beat Air Force on the road, but that's not a a great team. Can they beat one of those top-tier teams in their gym, knowing probably going to be their best crowd of the season, their loudest crowd, the game they want to win the most out of any on their schedule is when San Diego State comes to their gym to defend their home floor. They win it. They probably move into the brackets and all the bracketologies. They lose it. You don't really have that many other opportunities other than the conference tournament going forward. So this is a huge game. Now, big game for San Diego State, too, but they can, they're can they tied for first place right now. The worst you lose, the worst thing is you're a game out of first place with seven to go. You can still run off a winning streak and win the conference. Nevada, though, needs this one pretty badly tonight against the Aztecs, which makes it an intriguing matchup. It's a 5 o'clock tip. On CBS Sports Network tonight. I got a dinner at 5.30, so you're going to have to text me updates. Do you really want me to text you updates? Yeah, I guess I could watch it on my phone. (laughs) Is it easier to get text updates than to just have it, like, open on your phone and just look whenever your convenience, as opposed to, like, buzzing on your phone? We're going out to dinner with uh, a couple friend of ours. I don't know how... Stoked, my wife's going to be if I have it on at this nice restaurant. With right it up, but will on. she be stoked if you keep? Well, I can do it surreptitiously. It I can look like this and be like, "Oh, up six, okay, cool, all right, great." I'll usually like if I if I'm out and I want to check a game, but I don't feel like I can just watch the game on my phone. I'll keep the page open to like just the score, like the box score update, and I'll just constantly update. So anytime I look, I can at least just quickly see what the score is and how much time is left in the game. I like when you just send me updates. You do. You I want do. me to like write you well, out. Keeps us engaged. Like every the... media timeout? No, like no, four no, no. minutes. Just big scoring uh, updates. Like oh, like 10 minutes in. Uh, Aztecs off to yeah. a, a rough start it's here. Great. They're down six or something. Well, you're not working. I make you feel time, like you're at work back, a little bit. Yes, yes, it up. yes, it's half time. yes, it's all yes, score. yes, yes. That's what I want. You'd be happy to do it. Yeah, we're uh, now. I I don't think I. I mean, we're going to do some uh, prep for our Super Bowl party right, that you don't want to come to. But what's on the menu? Well, it's not your Super Bowl. Well, I don't Shelly go to still. Anybody's. She she showed me what her preliminary menu was. What's it look like? Ribs, pulled pork, mac and cheese, various dips, a, a couple of salads uh, for the salad people. I don't know. Um, a couple of salads for the salad people. Yeah, uh, she's going to do wings. Uh, she's going to do them at the Seagull because they do such good wings. So she's got those uh, already set up. Uh, chocolate sheet cake, uh, s'mores bars. Those are really good. It's like chocolate graham. I know what a s'more and is. marshmallow I, top. I absolutely kind of know a marshmallow what a, I know cream what a s'more top. Is. Yes. And then she torches it to yeah, give it that I, I that s'mores flavor, like the campfire. <laughs> Do you not need to be the best so, playing Do you guys s'mores. know what pizza is? It's really cool. There's a crust, then there's a sauce, and then cheese. Some people put different spiced meats on it. Some I don't think veggies. we're doing any pizza. 
It's not on the plan, not on the menu. I just, I want to watch this game. Right. That's what, that's what Super Bowl parties are for. The food sounds really watch good. Watch the game I will and say. eat a variety of foods that are all available to you while you watch the game. Beverages. You're not a beverage guy. I mean... I like soda. You drink beverages. I drink like, soda. Like everybody that's, on Earth. That's what I like. <laughs> on a Super Bowl party, I just want to Sprite. But in terms of like the traditional what is beer, game right? beverages, just like beer. beer. We got to work on Monday. Yeah. We got to work on Monday. I can't. I got to be fresh. I that's can't true. come in all you know, haggard from pound of ribs that's and potato salad. That's why we talked about last and, week. Why don't they just move the game to Saturday? Exactly have it right, tomorrow. Man. And no one has to go in to work, or not many people have to go in to work on That's Sunday. Exactly, exactly Makes right. No sense. So when so you you'll start prepping like tonight. Well, I'm going this. to I'm going to Costco for some of the shopping. I think this afternoon, and yeah, we got to get the house ready and you know presentable. We don't keep it in constant state. You know what's funny is my two dogs, two kids. It's it's a mess. Usually. My house is constantly is. ready. Can for we guests. have Hannah come over and well, teach us like? Do a seminar on keeping the house guest ready. We've never had anyone in our home <laughs> other than our family of four. Never. My parents come in for ten minutes. Like, all right, we're going to leave. We've ne- no one's ever spent the night. Is that what keeps it so nice? I think so. Don't I'm, let anyone in. We must be the worst humans alive because we don't have get-togethers. We don't invite people over ever. Somebody comes, they drop something yeah, off the I've door. Known you uh, six years. You've, You've never really never. invited me over. I don't I mean, have I've, any. It's not I've just you. Your, I've been to your house to pick you up. Yep. I have come in the front door the front for maybe for a like a minute tops. You've never seen my bedroom. Never seen the rest of your house. Never. I think when you first moved in, you gave me a quick downstairs tour. Just well, there's only like, one level. Well, you gave me a tour of the rooms that were immediately next right to the front, front door, right. then yeah. perhaps. We have never had a soul in our home. I'm not kidding. For more than more than an hour? Like Hannah's business partner will come. They'll work in our office. But we've never had like, oh, they're coming over to watch a game or like hang out with the kids. Never. And I'm the weird one. I, I must be the weirdest, man. <laughs> yeah, we got that closed door policy in my house. Somebody said, yeah, very strange. My parents, uh, they when they come, they stay at a, a hotel or a condo. And I have a buddy coming in July, and I think he's going to be in town one night, and then we're going to go to a couple concerts. And I'm like... Well, where the hell is he going to stay? Because he's not sleeping in our house. <laughs> How uncomfortable would you be? Let's say uh, you and Hannah and the kids were going like on a two-week trip somewhere. Yeah. Would you Airbnb your house out to someone else while you were gone? Yes. You would. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. Hmm. What makes me uncomfortable is having other people there while I'm there. You guys could come <laughs> hang out. If I'm not there, you can come over anytime. Just clean up your messes. I have no problem with that. I just want to see you in my house. That's the weirdest thing about me, I think, is that we just have, we have no... We have no guests over ever. We would never have a dinner party. Never. We would never have people over for dinner. So it's your so Super Bowl weird. party for one, it's one. yourself, yeah. would be in a nice, clean, sanitary it, environment. It looks like a, a hotel. It's so clean. All, all the time, it looks beautiful. Um, but no, no guests. The thought of 40 people in my home, Hannah wouldn't recover. You'd, I'd have to put her in a sanitarium after it was over. Like she would never be able to rest again. So, it's it's her and me though. I'm not blaming her. I I don't like it either. Uh, this strange. is a, I think a growth goal for both of you. Yeah, potentially dinner party <gasps> oh. at the Woods's. Uh, we'll try it. It's going to be small. Like just like maybe just you, just one person me. over for dinner. <laughs> just one is the max we can do. I don't think there'd be anything more awkward than being the only person invited over for a dinner party. Also, you know what I think it is? <laughs> I also think it's like 
does that person, will they know when to leave? It's not them being in our home. We're not germaphobes or anything like that, but will they know, all right, it's time to get the hell out of here. Like, my parents come, I'm telling you, they come for an hour and like, okay, we know you guys have a schedule. We're leaving. And we're like, did we run them out? Or is it just our personalities? Very strange. See, Shelly doesn't like guests to leave ever. They, you know, they pass out. They wake up the yeah. next morning. She's fine with that. Yeah, I can't do that. That would make, that would make right. me nuts. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Finally, after two weeks, we are finally going to analyze the game. Oh, we are? I didn't even know. And give our picks. I was just going to give my picks. In our final segment. Well, I mean, yeah, don't you have, have any reasoning? You must have a reasoning for making yeah. your selection. I mean, selection. I got the reason for it. Well, give, you'll give us your reason for your selection. And we will uh, wrap things up this week coming up next here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thank uh, once again Tyler and Kelly for coming in this morning. Uh, if you missed the open today, it is their anniversary, and I got a nice message from Kelly, and she wanted to surprise her husband uh, Ty. And his birthday's coming up in March, and he had no idea. He loves the Ben and Woods program and loves sports. And uh, she said, "Could I please bring him in to meet you guys?" I said, "Absolutely." So we did that today. But she had this rube believing that at <laughs> five o'clock in the morning they were going to go hot air ballooning, and it's still one of my favorite <laughs> moments. And he was like, "All right, sounds good." Forty mile an hour winds, pouring rain, cold as hell. And he woke up this morning and goes, "Hell yeah, I'm about to go hot air ballooning for our anniversary." You could be touching down in some random field somewhere in, in Temecula in right Temecula. now. Yeah, it's exactly what it said. He's been here. They've been here the whole time, and it's been so wonderful to meet you. You guys are awesome people. And you know uh, they can't steer those things. I, it's the it's one of the things that you couldn't get me up with a gun to my head. They go There's up, no and way. They, like, judge the winds, and then they have like a van that follows you. All right, I think. here we and go. Like, okay, we're going to come down somewhere. Probably a few miles this way. Just be ready for us when we like land wherever we now, land. Now, this show is not as, as exhilarating, Ty, but it's certainly a lot safer. You're alive. You're going to make it through the day. Happy anniversary. How many years? Five. Five years to you guys. Happy anniversary. Uh, wish you a lifetime of, of love and happiness. And uh, it's been great getting to know you guys. I hope you guys have had fun. Yeah, thank you. We, we also have a decent view of the 15 freeway out our window. <laughs> yeah, that's do, true. If that's what you were and looking we are, for. We are high up. You know, but you're not exposed to the elements in here uh, at all, but uh, just Ben's deviancy. Other than that, uh, it's been a great morning, so thank you guys for being here. We've had a lot of fun. All right, last check of traffic, and then we will uh, get into our Super Bowl picks. Finally, after two weeks, our predictions for the big game next year on 97.3, The Fan. Feels like uh, anytime we have a Super Bowl party or a party, the one thing you always forget is enough ice. 
So if you forgot the ice and you have to get in the car during the game, I'll let you know. You can listen to the Super Bowl here on 97.3 The Fan. We'll have it live for you also on your uh, device. Uh, If you want to play 97.3 The Fan over your smart speaker, listen to the game here from Westwood One on Sunday. Pre-game coverage starts at 11, kickoff at 3.30 here on 97.3 The Fan. So it is available to you if you have to be away from a television at any point. Okay, uh, what's the latest line? It is the the 49ers are still favored, correct? I've got two, yeah. Two Two points. is what I got. They, They opened at like two and a half. It went down to like one and a half. Now it's settled in 49ers by two. Um, I will, you know, you want me to start? All right. I think the 49ers are the better team of these two teams, pretty much across the board, except at the quarterback position, which is kind of up to interpretation about what you really think about Brock Purdy. Is he a a good quarterback? Is he just a game manager? Is he a product of the pieces around him? I don't think there's any question that Brock Purdy has way better pieces around him than Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, some receivers who are quite unreliable during the regular season. I'd say way better. I mean, you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got Debo Samuel. Travis Kelsey's elite. He's elite, but after that... Pacheco's good. He's really good. good. Yeah, but not Christian McCaffrey level good. No, no. Christian McCaffrey scores a touchdown every single game. Literally, like every single game. Scores a touchdown. Defensively, both teams are quite good. I think that's more of a wash. Are they one, two? Pretty much, I think. I think yeah. that's right. Because yeah, the Chiefs are very two. good, very good defenses. So my instincts are go with the better team. Go with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it's been two weeks since they've played. Is momentum a thing? I don't know. But ultimately, the Chiefs have just played better in the postseason. They have. They just, for whatever reason, yeah. they have. They played better than the 49ers have. In the postseason, that clearly could change after a couple of weeks, and you know, change the situation and move him to Las Vegas and get him ready for a Super Bowl. But I got to go with what my eyes have told me over the month of January, and that is the Chiefs have just been the best team right now. So I think any other pick would be would be kind of silly. Uh, I'm going to go with the the Kansas City Chiefs, pretty close. I'll say 31 28. Pulling out the win over the 49ers here in Super Bowl 58. I mean, we may have a clean sweep here because I'm also going with Patrick Mahomes, the experience that he has, um, the the way that they're playing, the way their defense is is, is nasty. I, I love the Niners' defense. I love the Brock Purdy story. I love George Kittle. He is a freak and so much fun to watch. Tr- Christian McCaffrey is a, such a stud. Um, I I don't. I'm going to go 31-21, Kansas City Chiefs. Win by 10. I think Purdy's going to throw a costly pick. I mean, you certainly could be right on that. That's my prediction. I don't, don't, and I'm not going to just sign up with everyone who goes, yeah, they lost. So Brock Purdy obviously wasn't that good of a quarterback. That's completely unfair. Completely unfair. Yeah. But, you know, Patrick, the experience of Patrick Mahomes having played in this game already three times, and this is his fourth (laughs) Super Bowl. That's got to be pretty valuable. I mean, with all the hype and the distraction that goes around it, to have that kind of experience going into the game means something in, in my mind. Polly, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm reluctant to. I, I don't really want them to win again, but I think that they have the better team. And for all the reasons that you just said about them playing better, I mean, they have played really well in all of their postseason games. 49ers have trailed in most of their playoff games and squeaked out a victory. 
I just think the Chiefs are going to be the better team. They're more comfortable on that big stage. That's kind of an X factor that you can't really – it's hard to pin. You know, how is Brock Purdy going to handle the Super Bowl moment? Big-ass game, my friend. Big, big I, game. I also, I disagree with the notion that the Chiefs are villains. And there's, there's starting to be a growing sentiment. Maybe Everybody just, hates a team that wins a lot. Just because they've won a lot. But the coverage of the Chiefs, the – the obsession with the Chiefs, that's not really their fault. Any team that wins a lot is going to get that kind of coverage. And and to be honest, I think their players are, are mostly pretty likable. I think Andy Reid is, is really likable. The, the Andy Patriots. Reid is like a thousand times more likable than Bill Belichick. Like a thousand times. I don't have a problem with Andy Reid going down as one of the best sure. coaches of all time. Steve Kerr is extremely likable. And everybody was like, oh, God, the Warriors are going to win again? Are you kidding me? Yep. Yeah. Like that's just the way it is. But there's, I, wish, I want to have a manager here that everyone hates because he wins so many World Series. <laughs> there's that's nothing more dream. inherently likable that about the 49ers, shilt. though. <laughs> the 49ers shilt. aren't aren't some no you know incredibly plucky likable team. They were a one seed as well. They're filled with really good players. They're favored. You know what I mean? They're, They're favored. favored in the game. So I mean, we're we're doing the the underdog pick, I guess. I mean, but if the Lions would have won that game, if it was Detroit versus Kansas City, I think everyone in America would outside of Kansas Lions. City yeah. would be pulling for Detroit. No question. Yeah. No question. It's it should be it should be a banger. It really should. I, I know I picked the the Chiefs to win by 10. I think it's probably a late touchdown that does it. I think it's going to be a good game and and a close game throughout. I I really this matchup's got yeah, me excited. I, I don't, man. I don't see either team completely running away with this no. game. You know, it, sometimes you get a couple of bad breaks and the snowball kind of yeah. gets away from you, and that can happen to any team in a, in a Super Bowl or any big game. But for the most part, both teams are explosive enough that if they fall behind, they could come back. Yep. Both teams have good enough defenses that you could see it being a a fairly low scoring game. I just think eventually he, it's football. They're get, the offenses always have the advantage. He, They're going to get some points here. The creativity of Shanahan and Reed too just makes yeah. it fun. They're With just two weeks to prepare. They're just creative. The the wrinkles you're going to see. It's good, man. I think it should be a really good game. And you know when we were growing up, Super Bowls were usually terrible games. Awful. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. Super Bowls have for the most part over the last uh, what would you say 15, 20 years. Yeah. Been pretty good games, yeah, no doubt. Uh, they've they've gotten a lot of good <laughs> matchups and a lot of exciting finishes. Sometimes like Bowls. the best game of yeah. the year by far. I mean, some of the plays we've seen and, in the and last the Chiefs few years. play a ton of good games. I they mean, do how many ga- great games can you just remember in the last few years? And Chiefs, Mexico City games against the Bills, games against the the Bengals, Super Bowl games. The Chiefs play a lot of entertaining games. So in that sense, I'm glad they're in the Super Bowl because generally you get pretty entertaining. Matchups when the Chiefs are involved. Well, the other cool thing too is there, there'll be somebody that nobody was expecting to do something big. Maybe maybe this is Kadarius Tony's moment to shine after a really awful they year. Let him on the field. He, he, he <laughs> finds his way open and finally catches a pass and you know has a big big game. But um, I'm 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 excited for the game and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, the Chiefs win. All right, I guess we'd all like. To see the Chiefs pull out the victory on Sunday. And speaking of things that we and I like, let's wrap up our week. Week, week, week. Things Ben's likes. What in the. Just, I lost Hold it. on. What just happened? It was a flub. Just you a flub. Short it out again. Unplug you and plug you back in. <laughs> Come here, let me blow in you real quick. <laughs> wow. Did it? Did it? Did it? I like good juicy sweet strawberries. I like a good marching band. I like a good thin pancake. I like a Nickelback song or two. I like a barbecue chicken pizza.
I really like those seats. They're- I like a midnight buffet. <laughs> I kind of like the smell of soft scrub. I like more of a small derriere. I like cake. I like it, Sheeran. I like no. both a hamburger and a cheeseburger. Oh. I like clocks. I like how I've kind of set up my life. I like grasshopper pie. And- oh, no, I like it creamy. I like good, firm banana. I like just looking out at the sea. I like eating. I like moist. I like curry. I like big butts. I like fried Brussels sprouts. I like more of a firm filling. I like corn. I like Nordstrom. I do like musicals. I like pepperoni. I like nice hotels. I like Nick getting a start today. I like nuts. I like Steph Curry. I like that song. I like Squirt. I like Saki. I like San Diego State. I like uh, Straight Up, Paul Abdul. I like the beef and broccoli. I like to mix it up. I like science experiments. I like that song. I like the crispiness of the waffle. I really like cheese. I like the little lunch meat. I like very straight lines. I like cannelloni. I like a well-crafted headline. I like brown sugar. I like maps. I'll say I like Justin Turner. I like going to goals games. I like diving into chores. like sugar. I do like Butterfinger. I like blue and silver and not bad colors. I like the time change. I like Major League Baseball's new rule. I like the radio. I like geography. I like the knuckle method. I like Skippy. I like pie. I like Bob Melvin. I really do. I like Jace Tingler, too. I like this day. I yep. like being right. I still do like movie scores. I like good food. I like maps. Right. I like when interviews can turn into organic conversation. I do like a Sofer's French bread pizza. I like having the wind go through my hair. <laughs> I think I like shows that the characters have an arc. I like the full lettuce, tomato, onion yeah. experience as well. I like those kind of burgers. I like the big overflowing bag of fries. I like those little Smarties rolls. I liked what I saw from Seth Lugo. I liked his competitive fire. I liked walking around between the different lands. Steve Kerr, though, I like that. I like living on the coast. I like watching Tiger still. I like the idea of that matchup. I liked what I saw in the preseason. We ran out of time. We ran out of time. It's gotten so long that we don't even have time to finish them anymore. Uh, we got to turn things over. Annie and Elston coming up next. We will be back Monday morning. Sammy Spring Training joining us from Peoria, Arizona. For Paul Rindle, our executive producer and imaging director, and Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. So long from San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.